Hi, this is Nate Fitzgerald from Tucson, Arizona. I just wanted to say I really enjoy your show. The RC tip. What, dude? What do you mean it's not the show? RC Heli Nation? But I'm a planker. Bienvenue. Welcome. Welcome. Party people in the house. This is episode 113, and the guys are here. Say hi, guys. What's happening? What's up? What's up? So, Nick, anything neat and exciting happened for you this week? Um, kinda. Yeah? Yeah. I got a fantastic opportunity to build <laughs> and finish and ship a charging case for our buddy Larry. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't be any happier, actually. he After, you know, I had kind of talked to him. Uh, you know, we had mentioned it before that we wanted to build him a charging case. And I I was talking to him about, you know, what, what kind of what his plans were for chargers. Because that's, I mean, that can really change the direction. Do you want a surface mount lid, like a flush mount lid? Or are you going to, you know, try and like put a little bit of a lid with all of your banana jacks sunken down in the charging box. It it just gets like, there's so many different options out there. And after talking with him, we kind of decided that, you know, the best thing for him would just to leave him the most options. So I went ahead and built one and I dropped, I basically, I put the power supplies down in the bottom. Uh, I did 180 millimeter fan on one side, uh, you know, empty fan grill on the other side. And then I, w- I put the power supplies in there and I took the deck lid and dropped it down uh, as close as I possibly could uh, to still clear the uh, the 110 volt outlet going in. Um, so that, you know, basically sunk the, the deck lid down all the way down in the case as far as I could. Um, he used the opportunity and said, well, hey, you know what? Screw it. If I just buy a 308 and I charge a 308, will you know? Will how would you mount that in there? And I said, oh, I'd you know I would lift up the deck lid and I would mark the holes, pull the back of the charger off, and and actually screw it down, you know, permanently mounted on the deck lid. And he said, oh, well, if I just have it shipped, would you mind doing that? Pfft, not a problem. So that showed up, got it all mounted. Hands down, probably one of the cleanest cases that I've done. I've been kind of messing around with some different methods of, you know, like the um, your connections on the back of the power supply. Seems like there's 30 different ways to do it. You know, do you do you solder a couple one 10 gauge wire on there? Do you solder a couple 10 gauge wires on there? Do you make a little enclosure and put banana jacks or I mean just whatever so I opted a little different this time I I just I had a whole bunch of uh you know banana jacks or what are they are they three millimeter is that right I think they're they're four 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 millimeter bullets that's right I had a whole bunch of those 
And so I just lined them up across the positive and negative busing and put like, you know, soldered three of them on each positive, three on each negative uh, for both power supplies, basically giving him, you know, the opportunity to hook it up, unhook it, move stuff around, change the voltage on the banana jacks and everything very easily. Uh, got the 308 mounted in the lid, and it's just, man, it's clean. I'm so happy with how it turned out. It is very clean. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, it's it's not fancy, but it all, it gives him, which the three, dude, the 308 is so freaking small. Yeah. <laughs> that blew like it, my yeah. mind when you sent that picture over text. I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah, so I've I got... Mean, the 1,200 power supplies in the bottom, the DPS 1,200s, and then I, I took the 110-volt plug that I personally use, a Leviton one, and I put it down as low as I possibly can in the case, right? So then what I did is I, I made these little um, plastic kind of like Delrin uh, little standoffs and put four of them around the power supplies and that's what you basically am bolting the deck lid to way down in and mm-hmm. I went as low as I could with that which ended up being about a quarter an inch above the power supplies and then uh, what I used was a quarter inch black uh, PVC um, deck lid material the same one that I used on mine which by the way Thank you, Chris. Once again, you contributed to Larry's charging case. <laughs> um, and even that put the 308 on top of that, and it still ended up perfectly flush with the top. Like, does not stick up above, like, where a flush mount deck lid would go. Hmm. Ah, nice. It's it's just, it's freaking sweet, dude. I, I cannot believe how. And did you guys know? I was not aware of this. The 308 has a 5-volt USB charge port on it. Yes. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, it's one Why, of the uh, updates from the 4010. Like, it, I don't think... The 4010 doesn't have that. No, it doesn't. Which, I, w- I mean, dude, how, how can you put something cool on the small one and not on the big one? Because, <laughs> I mean, really, that... Yeah, then I wouldn't have had to have gone through that whole deal with epoxying in on the you know one on the side of my case mm-hmm. to charge my phone. But gonna have to rework your rate, case, dude. You're gonna have to rework the oh, whole shut thing. Shut up! No, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, speaking of my case, still am chargerless. What? Yeah, man. Yeah, I sent an email off a couple days ago. Um, and they said they were going to get to it. I think, truthfully, guys, and this this doesn't reflect on Progressive um, at all. I have been reading a ton of problems with the eye chargers. Yep. Mm. Did you Just, find the RC Group's thread, dude? Uh-oh. N- no, I haven't. After... Um, after you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I went looking and I found, yeah, there's, I agree with you. I found a number of different issues. Just with, with the, the 4010 or the 308? No, no, no both I've of had, them. Both of them. I've had probably half a dozen listeners over the course of the last week. You know, once I started putting pictures up on Facebook of that charging case, mm-hmm. um, people emailing, oh man, I just, 
dude, I love this charger. I love all the features of it, but, you know, I'm on my third one oh, or something like that. Oh, yep. wow. And, and they're getting them, like, out of the box. One port doesn't work. Out of the box, one button doesn't work. Um, you know, or they last a week. It seems to be that, like, if you get past, like, a month of good heavy use, <laughs> then you're not going to have you're a good. problem with it. <laughs> You but just it's, gotta dude, get through the trial period. It's bad, but it, you know, everyone responds the same exact way that I did, which is, well, this sucks, but God, I this... love this charger. <laughs> it's yeah. just, they nailed every feature about it the function, the, I mean, the interface, the power. It, it's, <laughs> the See, power, I'd like it's to perfect. hear, I'd like to hear from someone who, had one, liked the options, and then went to the Cell Pro because they didn't want to keep blowing up eye chargers. Because there's a lot of, hey, the eye chargers got amazing features. There's a marked absence of objective comparison between the two from I people agree. that actually yeah. have used them. Not yeah, people yeah. that have used an Speculate. eye charger, really liked it, and then went on Progressive's website and looked at the spec on the Cell Pro and tried to comment from there. Yeah. So, no, and, and most of the guys that I've heard on comments that, you know, of the Cell Pro, that's what they bought. You know, so that's not... Uh, of course you're going to like the one that you bought because you spent money on it. You have <laughs> to, to justify yeah, it. Yeah, that's called self-justification. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but so the, yeah, I am. Do still, the do the cool features outweigh the fact that it's not working? At I, some point, they have to. I think <laughs> I, I I seriously think, and and this is you know in every one of those emails, it has been. Well, luckily, I bought it at X Place, yeah, and they were awesome about warrantying it. So. I mean, that seems to be like iCharger. I swear to God, if you guys are listening, these distributors are saving your ass big time because they're, it must be that there's just enough problems. These guys aren't even hesitating. Boom. I mean, yep, sure, not a problem. Swap it out. I mean, huh. one guy was talking yep. about Tammy's in Oregon. They've been awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Larry got his EP buddy, you know, which I know they're, they're a great company to deal with. So I, that yeah, it just dude, it sucks. I mean, this has really turned into I'm. I have an old school and, charger. I'll send you. You can use. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's old fifty, it, like a fifty watt five amp. No, I got a three hundred six. Yeah, that he go. got from me that worked perfectly yeah. freaking fine. Fifty watt five amp. Yeah. <laughs> Wall charger, you know, <laughs> yeah. Charge my cell phone with it when I'm not charging my yep. flat packs. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> as I'm sitting here putting Larry's case together, you know, I'm I'm going, well, yeah, it would have been pretty cool to do like a you know flush mount deck lid on it, but then I get it all done and I'm going, you know, I, I'm starting to play, you know, in the back of my head, like, okay, well, you know, screw it, I'm just gonna buy a cell pro, right? Just bag the eye charger deal, let it show up whenever it shows up, find like some Black Friday deal, uh, you know, progressive, and I'll just get a cell pro. Yep. But then I'm like, dude, yeah, but 
You know how much freaking time I spent cutting that damn deck lid out for the 4010? <laughs> and I'm looking at Larry's going, wow, I really should have done mine this way because then I could just set that Pro in there and it would be like yeah. done. I mean, literally set it in there, couple bolts on the bottom, done. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's... uh. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't frustrating. This is your winner so of discontent. It is. You're charging but, discontent. You know, I get the no fly. I do get the no fly this week. Uh, it has been very, very cold. I'm not even going to make excuses. It's just been a very busy week, and I didn't have a prayer getting out anyway. <laughs> so didn't really matter. But Your giner's a I, little inflamed this week. Oh, bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he's ran, he's, he's run out of cream. You got to. Yes. When I start, you should hear me crying from like running from the house to the car in the morning. Like I go out. So my routine, I go out and I start the car about 15 minutes before it's time to leave. And then I've got the dog on the leash and I got to take the dog so he can go take a leak in the morning. And I'm sitting here, you know, this three minutes after I've stepped out of the house you know, I'm out there swearing at the dog. Dude, hurry up. Seriously, you think we got a freaking day? I'm freezing out here. And he's just kind of meandering around. He's like, oh, you know, this weather feels oh, so good. Yeah, <laughs> screw that, dude. Um, But my one saving, like this is my saving thing for the week. And you guys are going to be impressed, Jesse especially. I have simmed for at least a half hour every single night. Screenshot or it never happened. Absolutely. I can prove it right now. I have, um, I, I knew about this, but I never pursued it. I finally started, uh, exploring a little bit on the knife edge forums and found all of those awesome user models. So dude, I downloaded like a dozen more helis for free and I ended up Spending a bunch of time tuning a Logo 700 and uh, Agile 7.2. So I switch back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. just for fun. But it it kind of, re- oh, that, and I went through the process of figuring out how to get my 14SG all hooked up through the buddy cable on real flight. And so I, those two things just gave me a kind of a breath of fresh air with the sim and man i've been just pounding on the sim hitting it hard so are you you you're using a a a buddy box trainer cord into the interlink controller into the yep that's correct and it has one and if anybody knows how to make it not do this that'd be rad to figure out it's got so it gives you a trainer cord when you buy real flight six okay but it's like this pseudo trainer cord it's got futab on one end and then it has like a spectrum end on the other, but then another adapter that'll go on that to go back to Futaba. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I just grabbed my radio, plugged them in. Well, dude, I spent like half an hour and it wouldn't work at all. I was getting super pissed, got all frustrated, finally found one dude that was like, oh, yeah, I turned my trainer cable around. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Turned it around. There you go, dude. <laughs> well, apparently there is something directional in that cable. How or why? I do not know because there's no like, you know, there's no box on there. Nothing. I don't know. But so if you guys are having problems, 
the spectrum adapter end goes at your radio, that end, which makes sense. I mean, duh, plug the Futaba in into the inner link and then, you know, <laughs> have the adapter end out by you. Feels fairly but intuitive that, that way, yeah. 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 Well, hey. You I know. think they kind of just assumed you would get that. <laughs> yeah, well, they assumed <laughs> they needed, wrong. They needed to put stickers on it for Nick. Yeah, they, they hadn't and... met me yet. <laughs> no, nah, but it was it was cool to be able to, uh, you know, to get that on there. And, dude, I've just been, I, I, I learned a lot about tuning in real flight. It's just, it's jacked. I mean, it's so jacked. Phoenix has got... They are light years above real flight when it comes to tuning parameters and like the description on them. Yeah, yeah dude, it, the real so flight weird. description is oh, it's crap. crap. It's horrible. All these, you know, rate gain and and heading hole gain on the head. Now, now all of a sudden, it's like you know, uh, degrees of cyclic pitch, dude. It's fly barless. <laughs> that means nothing to me. But apparently, when you start changing it, holy crap, now the heli falls different on knife edge? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> How about, <laughs> like Phoenix says, which is knife edge, uh, what is it, what do they call knife it? Knife edge tuning, I think. Yeah, yeah knife, edge, yeah. knife yeah. edge tuning. Yeah, which is how heavy the model feels in yeah. knife edge. And that, yeah, that's which the is the difference. <laughs> yeah, it's like changing your disc loading, right? And, yeah, it's just, it's really not cool. But I kind of pounded through it, and now I feel like I've unlocked the the magic of the Grani mod, if that makes sense. I think I figured out hmm. how I got it, because I was able to get these other two models that flew uh, pretty shitacular when I got them, uh, to where they feel really nice now. Hmm. And that... Yeah, dude, that's my week. Jesse sent me a text today. You flying this weekend? Mm. Well, are you? Unless you can charge packs on good intentions. I don't there know. There you I'm go. Going to. I got a charging case and a generator. Hell yeah, dude. I should have waited like two more days to ship Larry's case off and <laughs> give it up. I was going to say, yeah, man. <laughs> just you could have just sure held on to that. <laughs> I could have. And, you know, truthfully, in the long run, I probably should have just so that I could. You know, because obviously with my battery and heli setup, I can put the hurt to that. You know, I can be rocking, it, you know, bare. Well, yeah, I can. I think my generator will hold about 30 amps a channel, you know, barely <laughs> at the same time. So I could have put it through the real hardcore paces, but, but I thought you about it. And it's like, you know, yeah. that's that's not my that's not my deal. I'm not the one selling this to him. So. Yeah, I'll let him light it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, uh, who's next, man? How about you, Jesse? What have you been up to? Uh, not not a whole lot this last week. Yeah, no fly. Unfortunately, not well. Like Nick, Nick's gonna have to share the no fly card. Gonna have to tear that one in two this week. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did not make it out last weekend. There was just zero breaks in the weather. Oh, man. I mean, it is rain, snow, cold, windy. You know, every, every day just pick two of those, and that, that's what's going on outside. So did not get a chance to make it out, nor have I, you know, had a chance to do too much heli stuff at all. Um, you know, not really touching 
haven't, you know, with school projects, end of the semester is right around the corner. Haven't, didn't even get a chance to touch the sim this week, so. Oh, I know. Ouch. First, like, <laughs> first week in a long, long time, but. That's it. I'm catching up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I'm not charging Jesse, any batteries you, for him. you, like, officially shit the heli bed this week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, no, no and, and sim, then, no, 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 no flying. It, it gets worse though. It gets Uh-oh. worse. Did you well, crash yeah. a heli somehow? No, 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 no. Dropped no. it off the shelf. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to make it look like I flew, I just tossed it out outside in the grass and let it kind of break a little bit. That's that's a proper use for a compass. <laughs> yeah, it didn't tell me which way to go. Unfortunately, <laughs> straight After to the ground. That. Straight. To... <laughs> no, so um, Thursday I. I did have the opportunity, you know, I don't have class till the afternoon on Thursdays. So it was one of those mornings where I woke up, you know, set the alarm early, woke up, look at look look at my phone and check the weather. And the my phone says clear, but it's fifteen degrees out and blowing fifteen miles an hour. Oh. So I said, you know, and that ain't Celsius. You know, I think I'm gonna study. <laughs> I think I know some studying. <laughs> some, to do. some homework sounds real nice right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> inside i i I don't think i want to go out there right now so yeah yeah that so i even had the opportunity to go out thursday and still said yeah i don't i don't think it must have been bad 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 yeah it was it's i mean yeah it's just been you know low teen you know teens to high teens every single day in the morning when i had the opportunity to go out but hopefully look looking ahead the i should get in some flying this weekend i am I made the uh, six and a half hour drive today from Pullman back to Bellingham. I don't know if most universities get a week off for Thanksgiving, but WSU does. Wow. So I am home for all of next week. Do not, you know, I have a whole week off class. Unfortunately, I'm also working a full-time job next week, so that won't really lead to a whole lot of flying during the week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What full-time job do you get for one week and then you get to go back to school? Uh, the in, the place I interned last summer wanted me to come back and work for a week. Oh, nice! And then they're dude. letting me come back over winter break for three weeks. Sweet. So going back, starting Monday morning, right back, right back at it. Um, so you kind of got a break, but not really. Yeah, but some money will be nice. You can never really turn down half a pit, you know, a week of work. Yep. So, but it's a little bit warmer over here. Not not much, but. A little bit. So hopefully head out tomorrow and Sunday are looking clear. Not much wind. No, it doesn't even look like, you know, clouds or anything. So I am definitely planning on waking up in the morning and heading out to the field. Hmm. And maybe nice. Dragon, if, if, you know, if Nick has time, I will definitely charge some packs up if you want to come fly. Yeah, that's probably the advantage with this weather is that, I mean, we're going to need so much warm-up time in between. Yeah. One charging case will probably be good enough for the It'll get the us. job yeah, done. You, if, if you bring the propane tank and the heater, I'll bring the generator and the charger. Deal. Sounds hey, like deal. A deal. Sounds like a hell Listen, of a deal. Yeah. This is a perfect opportunity to try what we talked about before. Get yourself some heating pads. Yeah. Oh, you we use my generator for the heating pads. Yeah, dude. Stick them in my <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Right. Two thousand <laughs> watts of heating pads. We'll just stick them all over ourselves. Jesse's Jesse's generator will charge the packs. Yours will keep your junk warm. 
Oh man, that's a that's a bad <laughs> mental imagery yeah. there. <laughs> I'd like to explain that one to the officer that drove by. Yeah. I'm just repacking my heating pads. Hey, Dan, I got a little bit of a problem, man. I'm looking to put together a nice custom case for my charging accessories, just like I've been seeing you, Jesse, and Nick do. Where can I get all those little bits and pieces that I need to really make it the way I want? Real easy, man. Head over to ProgressiveRC.com. They got all the little goodies over there. Chargers, leads, cables, everything you could need, man. Sweet, dude. I think I will head over to ProgressiveRC.com right now. Justin, what what have you been up to, dude? I have been up to nothing. No fly. You're now going to have to tear another piece (laughs) off of that no fly card, Jesse, Uh, to share with me. We suck. Collectively, (laughs) we suck. We uh, What are we even doing here? I know. This is an RC Heli podcast, (laughs) and I know Dan's going to eventually get there and say he hasn't flown. (laughs) So seriously, all four of us, it's it's been rough. I mean, much like I think everyone else, it has been colder than a witch's titty out there, and that is my (laughs) excuse. How cold exactly is that? I mean, can you you quantify that? I can't. I I will quant. Yes, a witch's titty has to be at least 30 degrees F or lower. Freezing, okay? Fair enough. Yeah, okay. All right. It's cold. That's probably why I'm not familiar with that. Why? (laughs) Because I don't do anything when it's below. (laughs) When it's below that, yeah, okay. I don't touch anything. (laughs) More or less a witch's titty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can we, can we explain? I'm not familiar when you that. say it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. You've never heard that saying? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, good. But I just always took it for its word and was like, yeah, it just must be cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's really <laughs> cold. Yeah, so it and and the worst part is that it hasn't actually been raining here the last couple of days. I mean, last weekend was crappy. I didn't have an opportunity to go out last weekend. But during the week, I had planned to do the whole flying at lunch. Thing is that it's really deceptive during the winter here in Seattle when it's a nice day and everything in your brain is telling you you must go fly. You know, the sun's out. There's not even a breeze. It's clear blue skies. It's like freaking 25. It it was it yeah. was freezing. I actually went over on lunchtime to check the field. And this was at noon and the freaking grass still had frost on it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, sorry. This isn't going to work. So no fly for me. Finally got the, um, I finally got the rave complete. So it is going to get maidened here the next time I've got good weather. In the spring. Now I want to comment about that because you had, you Please had do. a text, you had sent a text that said something like, wow, this geometry 
like the mechanical resolution, <laughs> the geometry is like all jacked up, man. It's and you were basically making comment to how difficult it was to get that correct. Yes, but, uh, it, but I mean, well, difficult is a relative term. I think I was yeah. frustrated because it felt like with this build, it was one thing after another. I mean, yeah. seriously, that's what it was all about on this build. The heli's great. It it went to, together fine if you throw out all of the crap that was annoying and frustrating and didn't work all that well. And yeah, the geometry, but, yeah, yeah, so I, I go... Jesse, I don't know. <laughs> I go and set up the, the fly barless <laughs> system, and my my standard ball to center distances that i would use for this fly barless system it's the bavarian demon very familiar with it obviously uh and and for the record it doesn't differ in any significant way from some of the other big name ones you know the icon the v bar so on and so forth uh with regard to its sensitivity to geometry and and yeah, I was on the low end of the servo resolution side of things, so I had to go in and adjust the ball to center distance. I had to adjust the you know Curtis gives you a couple of different options on the bell crank uh, ball location for for that. And yeah, I mean it, it wasn't a big deal. It was just like holy crap, it's all done. I'm ready to go. Let me finish up this last little bit. Ah, damn it. I got to take stuff apart again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was was one of those things. It's just, it's weird to go back. A a lot of those helis, you know, they were never designed from the beginning to be fly barless. Yeah, and you make a very good point. I mean, that heli was released in 2010, I think, like summer of 2010. And yeah, fly barless was around, but it was nowhere near what it was what it is today i mean back in 2010 we were still having debates regularly on the forums about fly bar versus fly barless you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i was still fly bar going yeah going through all sorts of uh, and not just that heli you know like the original t-rex oh yeah like the 700 absolutely i mean back when the what horns are you using yeah 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 (laughs) And yeah, what, what so, precise distance with this head and, and this, this, and it's like, because nothing, nothing was designed to work together. We were just, you know, right. cobbling it this way right. and this, and then it's like, oh, finally, I got good geometry. And look, I mean, let's be honest. If I left it the way it was, it wouldn't be a huge deal, but I am an absolute anal retentive bastard when it comes to that stuff. And when I set up my helis, they've got to be perfect. And that was just, it was going to drive me nuts. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to do it this one time. Get it over with. But so that guy's all built up and ready to go. And here's the thing, okay? So Thanksgiving is coming up this coming week, right? I have the entire week off. We are recording today on Friday, like usual. And I have until I have one week and two days off from here on out. So I will be getting flying it. Dude, that's not fair. <laughs> I, 
Here's the deal, right? So Saturday and Sunday, standard stuff, right? I've got my wife. I've got my son. We're going to do family stuff, watch football, so on and so forth. Maybe get out flying a little bit. But even if I don't, I don't really care because Monday morning, my wife's in work at 6, my son's in daycare at 7, and I am off to the field for the entire day, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I don't care how cold it is. I don't know that I believe you. Oh, he says that you now. say that now. Yeah. <laughs> no, because here's the deal, dude. I'm just going to sit there in my car with the heat on. Well, that's And I will be bringing those. the heating yeah. pad. I already brought the heating pad uh, downstairs, and it's in the garage ready with all my heli stuff. Huh. Yep. So yeah. flying You're gonna will You're going to stuff that occur. in your clothes. I will that's stuff that in my pants without so problem. It- in like the downstairs of your house or your downstairs <laughs> well <laughs> you're used to yeah. stuffing shit right in your pants both oh, both there you go so well, i i'm really psyched about that yeah i, I can't super, wait super super excited i can't wait to hear how you sat in your car to get out of the the temp the cold temperatures next week <laughs> <laughs> dan i'll tell you what i will never do what you do <laughs> Which is show up at the field and sit there for three hours and then leave. <laughs> well, just just to be safe, we'll save you a piece of that no fly card. Just okay, in you, case. you do that, but I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. I will be flying. Do we have a one fly card? A one fly? <laughs> yeah, we could go we out could there. Make one. I'll go out you'll there. Make I'll put one in one flight. flight and be like, like screw this shit. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out. Of here. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Starbucks and go home. Sit oh, on the couch. man. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to next week. It it should be good. And the weather looks good, too. It's not going to rain. It will be cold. It will be clear. I did get some simming in. Uh, you know, as Nick said, he went off and got got on the Knife Edge forums and went and got some new helis. And I thought to myself when he was talking to us about this in text, ooh, new helis. Well... My my ADD sort of kicked in. I got on the sim, and then I went to go and look at the the new helis and decided I'd rather just fly, and so I just stuck with my normal Granny Mod Goblin. <laughs> never got the new helis, never messed with them, just yeah. spent a couple of nights flying at about 30 or 40 minutes a night. So is anyone else going to get Real Flight 7? Or am I going to be the only one? Because I got an email. Yeah, we're waiting for you. Okay. Well, I did get oh, yeah, an email we are, yeah, that we mine had has shipped. Yours uh, is already sent in. Didn't you already send in the, the little thing dude, that I, gives you the shipped. $20 like, upgrade? Like, it's on the way to my house. Okay. It's it's going nice. to be here any day now. Once I realized I had to put pen to paper to actually get that upgrade and then find my receipt, I was like, screw it, I'll just pay the 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered with writing my name and shit down. I, I on a can't. Piece of paper. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd rather just say buy what? it now, man. The receipt. <laughs> you did not ask for that. I um. What can I say? I I didn't get any flying in this week. It's a, it's official, dude. <laughs> uh, I uh, I did uh, I did I got a pre order on a heli though. Oh, ah. oh yeah. Ooh. What's Do that? Tell. I, you know what? I I kind of committed to it. I think it was last week, and or was it last week? We were talking about the one fifty. 
Yeah, yeah, said, yeah. I'm just going yes. for it. As soon as I found out there was a pre-order, I jumped on that shit. Wow. Dan nice, dude. officially bought another micro. <laughs> I did. His most and hated thing. Yeah. And in a line. Oh, dude, I totally forgot about that. Oh, you are so <laughs> oh, It yeah. is in a line. You're it's a right. micro yeah. and in a line. Oh, That's right. man. Uh, look, I can't, I can't pass it up because I can fly it with my 14SG. Yeah, you guys got to cut me some slack it. on that. No, I, oh, I think it that, makes perfect sense yeah. for you right now, yeah? dude. Absolutely. But here's the deal. I didn't realize Ken over there at Lower Heli was going to be having them as well, so I'll probably end up with two. Because I think I'll be yeah. able to get one quicker from Ken. There you go. Nice. And if you well, do when is it supposed two, to ship? Um, here's the problem. Here's the problem. problem is you, you send in the $20 pre-order fee, whatever. You know, they, they put it towards the price. But there's no guarantee that your pre-order came in at, at such a time to guarantee you a heli on their first batch. And their first batch comes in the 15th, roughly, the 15th of December. Okay. So if there were a shit ton of people that got their pre-order in before me, I may not get in on that first batch. On the first order, right. So what I'm thinking is I get in touch with Ken... And just do the same thing with him, and then just end up buying two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to, I need. Yeah, I need, you'll, need you'll, you'll get one yeah, first, and then <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna freaking stir rudder that some bitch right into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> good good call though. That one can't. And I mean, knowing your patience with micros, oh. every crash is gonna I'm be. A, a I'm, I'm already kind of regret. I mean, look, because I, I know it. I, I do that. I do that. I, I get like I need to get that. I need that micro. All right. I fly it once, like that 130x. I've got like two flights on it, and it's sitting in my trailer. Well, well I'm I'm glad Send you're, it over. you're getting one. Because I want you to I'll crash fly test it. Well, I can't. I can't fly the any of the bind and fly stuff that Blade makes now. I'll yeah, fly the one thirty two. I've got a DX seven. Yeah, dude, you have a nano that you don't fly. I do, and I've got a walk era no. that I don't fly. Justin. <laughs> Apparently, Dan does. Too, <laughs> <Nick>. <laughs> I got. I got. He was actually referring to me, Dan, well. but. I've got to walk here. I do, hey, yeah. you want me to send you the Nano, Nick? Someone send me something. <laughs> yeah, I got a DX7 I'll send you here. the Nano because it's not, uh, it does not float my boat. That's mm, for damn doesn't, sure. Doesn't blow your skirt up? It does not. It did not. for a while, though, didn't it? If like by a, a while you mean approximately three and a half hours, Wait, then I, I yes. Thought, I thought you tried to tell me to get one of those hey, at one point. you guys mind if I continue or... No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Were we still talking about what you weren't doing this week? <laughs> yes, we were, damn it. Yeah. I got more I'm exciting sorry. news. No. Okay. Okay, go. But if you guys Pardon moi. If you guys need, you know, don't let don't let me interrupt you. I mean. No? I I No. Oh, okay. All right. I insist, sir. <sighs> I found out that my radio shipped out today. Woot. Nice. Um it took a little bit longer. Because in typical fashion, I decided I needed some more shit done to it. You know? (laughs) Sounds about right. Such as? um, Well, so I had some switches moved, and I had some different switches put in. 
mainly to to try to optimize the right hand side of the radio. In other words, as the as the switches go from the outside to the inside, they're progressively taller, right? Mm-hmm. To get to them easier. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of talked last week about locking the left, the, the what would be typically the rudder movement. Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that can be done. So, like on the yeah. fly, you mean? No, if you need to unlock it, you have to take take the radio apart and get there and un, you know unlock it. Okay. But the point is, is... I'm still an advocate for locking it. I well, actually, well. when I talked to Tony over there at Radio South about it, he was like, it's not uncommon at first for people to want that locked. Because um, it forces you... You know, because you have to kind of retrain your hands. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, it, and when you're not getting any feedback, it forces you to remember, oh, yeah, rudder's on the other hand now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my only thing is, what if you can't do a linear path with? What if your wrist doesn't allow that movement? Oh, perfectly linear. Because you know, if I, the rudder's locked, I won't be using my wrist. I'll be using my whole arm. Gotcha. So my fingers, whatever, will just be on that stick, and literally, I'll have to move my whole arm back. Just move your arm up. I don't know. I'm excited. It'll be. I. I'm hoping it'll be here before Thanksgiving. Uh, nice. Be able to get awesome. a long weekend. Got a four-day weekend I coming up pictures. myself. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get some pictures up. A lot of people have been asking about it. I think I don't know. I'm a little nervous about it because I kind of feel like I'm gonna have to start over. It shouldn't. You know, take too long. I I've been thinking about it, dude. I feel like it might be a lot more intuitive than I originally imagined. I bet you you're gonna kick butt with that thing. I sure hope so, because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go back to square one, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to have to. Still no charging case, obviously. I've got a couple of chargers, though. Nick, you want me to send you one? You can borrow it. <laughs> uh, one thing that's not really heli related, I uh, I kind of felt a little, I don't know, man. I kind of, I decided to kind of step away from the iPhone. Got a Samsung. I know this isn't heli, but. You don't. Care. I don't. I. I. Not a lot of stuff going on. So, <laughs> but there's one. The reason I bring that up is there's one thing that really kind of pissed me off about the whole Mac Apple thing. And I kind of like Mac and Apple. They they are holding my phone number hostage. <laughs> I had to switch my phone number <laughs> to be able to get text messages. What? That's an Apple thing. Yeah, it's held up in uh, I- iMessage. My phone number is associated with iMessage. So anybody from but an I Apple phone... But I thought you phone, could disassociate that. Yeah, they, you, you, you can. can, but it takes, it takes 30 time. to 60 days for the servers to reset, they say. Oh, dude. So anyway, it's not a big deal. It's just those those of you, pretty much everybody I know that has an iPhone, they weren't able to text me. You could get my text, yeah. but you couldn't send text to me. And it would show that it was going through. Yeah. Yeah. But you just yeah. never get a reply. Yeah, so and uh you guys are bitching about your little twenty five degree temperatures. I saw I saw the Facebook post you put up, Nick, twenty five degrees. Yep. All right, That's let's enough. hear it. What do you got? Dude, it was four degrees when I walked outside this morning. <laughs> four? <laughs> I woke up Thursday morning to frozen pipes. I went oh, dude. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I get up at five thirty in the morning. Stumble into the bathroom, reach down to turn the hot water on. Nada. 
Not a drop of water. Frozen that solid. sucks. So yeah, wow. you know. Do you have? Do you ever have broken water pipe? No. No. I mean, it's happened, but it doesn't happen very often. Huh. Uh, if you don't hmm. get to the get to the frozen pipes quick enough, it'll break. I have a blast furnace underneath, and I just have to plug it in. <laughs> a, pr- a kerosene blast heater. So <laughs> that unthought shit pretty quick. I got that. Just the <laughs> thought of that makes me laugh. Like. I gotta go outside and warm up the outside so I can be actually have hot water on the <laughs> inside, <laughs> dude. I got this thing rigged. It comes right up through the floor. All I have to do is grab the cord and plug it in. It fires up by itself. Wow, that's how often the pipes freeze around here. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, been dealing with the cold temperatures, but I gotta tell you, it's funny. You know, I'm I'm sitting in my. I, it's cold as shit. I mean, it's it's so cold that when you're driving and you and you get a crosswind, it, it's so so cutting that you can just like feel every little seam in your door, like every little breeze of cold air and it just pierces you. But I got into, I get into work and I sit in my office and and, and it's sunny. It looks great outside. And I'm like, Oh, but it's still cold as shit. Cold as shit. This weekend's supposed to be pretty nice. I'm actually going to the field tomorrow. Can't fly, but I'm going to go hang out. That's uh wow. yeah. That's hardcore. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be, I don't know. Fairly nice. 30, 40 degrees and sunny tomorrow. I guess that's a fairly mm-hmm. nice winter day, isn't it? Yeah. That's the, yeah. yeah. If it's sunny, then you will begin to warm up. Yeah, and we don't get know? the wind here. We I mean, we I mean occasionally, but typically we don't have a lot of wind, a lot of wind. See, we get a breeze. We always have a breeze <laughs> here. And so when it's 34, even when it's sunny, that wind, man, it takes it out of you. Yeah, we don't have to deal with that, thank God. No, it's just I'm waiting on the the radio, and I, I'm I'm thinking it'd be kind of fun to. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I should I, for, uh, get, you know, maybe Fraps my first experience on the sim, or maybe get a bunch of listeners and like, okay, here we go. I'm going to plug in this router, this new radio, and see <laughs> what it's all about. You better Let's video your first real flight. You like wanna, actual flight on a heli. Do you want to fly? I, I would fl- like to see that. You want to fly over and do that for me? I've only got Come one on. hand. It's going to be hard to fly. Hold stick a, a GoPro <laughs> to a sheep, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I, I, look, and this is one of the reasons I'm excited about the one because I am getting a little worried about it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the 150, I guess, is going to help with that. And uh, hopefully, I won't. <laughs> crash the shit out of my 700 a bunch of times exciting sweet news. so speaking of news. speaking of news is that what you just said speaking of news i did oh you said he news was going for said, a transition dude <laughs> he was trying to yeah he was trying to get us out of this this pit we're in yeah i'm like uh you're <laughs> killing it over here <laughs> uh, do some uh, news now? yeah let's do some news So I'm out at the field after a minor little ground incident with my DFC, and I get that God, that horrible gut-wrenching feeling of a screw pulling the threads from that oh-so-soft aluminum on my one-way hub. Well, luckily, KDE has a solution for this with an upgraded stainless steel hub for the T-Rex 700 series. I slapped that hub in, cranked the screws down, and was up flying again in no time. If you've experienced that 
crappy parts blues, head over to KDE and spoil yourself a bit. Alrighty, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What's on the news list, Nick? All right, this one, it's kind of got my attention. Uh, Esprit Model put up some pictures of the Avant Mostro or Monstro or whatever you want to call it. Mostro, Mostro. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gay it means <laughs> monster in Italian or something like that or uh-huh. Spanish or in another language. Well, they put up actually some really good pictures. I mean, these are definitely like you get a great glimpse of, uh, you know, what this whole heli entails. This is the first time I've seen pictures like this, and it caught my attention because, um, well, Justin, I think, worded it when I saw this and, and shared the link on it. Justin worded it probably best. So do you remember what you said that you thought it looked like? Yeah, I I do, <laughs> except I'm not sure if it is. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. It's acceptable always for use in the show. It's always it's always <laughs> do, appropriate. Do it. Do it. Uh, it. It looks like a goblin and a 7HV screwed, and this popped out. <laughs> That's what I said, didn't I? Well, yeah. yeah. It, yeah I mean, indirectly. Yeah. It's close. <laughs> we Possible may have had different some verbiage, other but... expletives in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goblin and a 7HV get together, have a little bit of fun, and then hit the... Um, the Christmas supplies store and stick a freaking tube of wrapping paper on the back end of the helicopter to hold the tail rotor. Oh, it's <laughs> wow. I mean, dude, the, the, the whole bottom half of the frames is like, Oh, congratulations. That's a compass. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's got the Delrin tubes on the head like compass. Yeah, Jesse was actually like, wait, does Compass have a two-stage transmission and I don't know about it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are we coming out of this? Uh, you know, Avants have traditionally been very, very different. And I, I, mean, I mean, this is different, but it, it seriously does look like they took a 7HV and like halfway did a 7HV and attempted, you know, because there's no boom struts on it. And it's got a, I don't know, man. I mean, the like the tail boom, it's fairly big. It's pretty fatty. Yeah, it's pretty it big. It does not. It does not look big enough. Just my my gut says it's not big enough to run without any boom struts. But they seem to say it's going to. I don't, I don't like the see. look of the canopy. No, I mean it, I don't want to be a downer on this, up. but I I'm just. Uh, I like the wrap idea, yeah. but it, it looks very un. It looks like you just wrapped a napkin around the back. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't. There's something. There's something about the shape of the canopy that is just not aesthetically pleasing to me. But as we love to do here on the nation. We serve people up with compliment sandwiches. 
And so I don't think we had a compliment on the front end. We just kind of threw a bunch of shit on the plate. Now I'm going to cover it up. It's an open face sandwich. With a, with a couple of pieces. It's an upside down open face. Yeah. <laughs> going to cover the shit up with a couple of pieces of bread here. Because as you progress through the pictures, you get to see their pretty cool locking battery tray mechanism. It has like a yes. spring-loaded yeah. carbon fiber clip on it. And so like the Compass 7HV, it has a carbon fiber battery tray and it slides in on what what appears to be sort of like a rail system. But instead of being held in like the Compass with a, I guess what amounts to it like a pin, a locking pin, mm-hmm. this has a a little carbon fiber arm that is spring loaded and you lift that up and press the battery tray in and then it, it snaps back into place which is pretty darn cool. I like that. And and the sexy Avant tail case that we all know Dude. and love. Oh, yeah. I mean, you cannot dog the tail case. No, that is a absolute work of art. It like, really no question. Is. It is so sweet looking. I, I really dig the, you know, the way that the vertical tail fin kind of wraps around the tail case a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they nailed yep. the whole back end of this thing, looks-wise. And um, I like that it's a belt as well. I do, too. Yeah. And I think, speaking of that, I think we might have an episode coming up on that, by yes, the way. Yes, I think we will. Definitely. Yep, Justin brought that up to me, and I, dude, I, I think it is time to do a belt versus torque tube next next week something like that something we'll like that but anyway yeah, you know soon. the other um, thing that i noticed here when i taken it back to the mastro is it doesn't have so unlike the compass it doesn't have a bottom plate to it right so if you look at it it, it kind of has that like the i don't know the up to, upside down a shapes in the mm-hmm. in the main frame and at the bottom of each a is where the 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 skids attached to but there's no carbon fiber in between the skids which makes me wonder a from a stiffness standpoint uh although with that much carbon fiber missing it probably doesn't make a big difference but b look at how exposed the packs are oh is that just me or does that make you nervous dude if i canopy bump this thing It'd be all over. <laughs> yeah, you could probably seriously puncture those packs. Yes. Yeah, could. there's nothing Easy. there. And, and now, okay, and I'm going back, and this kind of relates to it. I just happened to, one of these pictures shows one of the uh, tail rod guides, and it's it's screwed into the boom. So this is not a, a rod guide that goes around the boom. It's screwed into it with what looks to be like maybe a two millimeter, that tells me that this boom is thick enough to screw something into. So I, while the OD on it might set off a little bit of an alarm, this thing could be severely thick, which kind of ties into they don't need any structure in the bottom of the frame if they're not, rely, if they're not putting boom supports down there. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of unique. It's just, you know, but then again, dude, I mean, there's so many helis out there now, and there is only so many different ways. 
It's uh, true. We can probably do that with every helicopter. Like, oh, they copied this. Oh, they, we've seen that all the time. It's another offering. And if that offering drives more competition for the other companies to do better and bigger and cooler things, then it has accomplished you guys are forgetting a, one a thing, worthy though. goal. You're and you know what? Go ahead, Dan. This is an Avant. No one's there. You're, you're not going to be able to buy it anywhere. Yeah, yeah no yeah, kidding. So that, that, I mean, are they going to come through and actually be able to make this a standard supply type heli, not a boutique heli. I bet you it'll be boutique. You know, I don't particularly care for the lines. Um, it kind of reminds me of that kid that we all knew when we were in grade school that had the bowl cut. You know what I mean? That's that's <laughs> that straight line down the back. You know, from the from the yeah. nose to the to the tail. Yeah, it's and not. It's, it is not at all visually appealing. I agree with you, Dan. But then. Wow, you know when you look at when you look at it from the front, the two stage transmission really narrows the canopy up, like big time, yeah. way way narrower, you know, than than the majority of the more traditional helis. So it could be one of those where it looks goofy there, but then maybe in person it's like, wow, yeah. okay, I wasn't expecting this. That's true. I mean, truthfully, that's kind of like what happened for me in like the Blade Seven Hundred. It it was not super visually appealing, you know, just seeing it on on pictures. But then when I got it, I was like, wow, this actually looks pretty damn good, and it looks really good in the air to fly. So I don't know. I guess I shouldn't judge. I would like to see them make a little bit of a comeback and get this out here because it is a little bit different. Whether they will, yeah, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on. Oh, my gosh. Did we not know that this was coming? Of course it was coming, because that's just the natural progression of things. Uh, I called it. A line has announced an M424 quadcopter coming soon. Yay. Yep. Yay. Told you, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quad, man. I. Uh... But, okay. This is the first time I have seen this. And... I'm going to tell you what I think about it, but this, the motors, the props do not bolt to the motors. They bolt, the motor has a pinion on it, and the prop goes down through basically kind of like a little miniature main shaft with a main gear on it. This is the same as the, uh, the, old, the, the Blade MQX. They don't have a oh, really? drive. No. Oh, yeah, okay. this is actually pretty standard for some of the smaller quads out there. Well, that would be why I haven't seen it. I don't know. It just looks yeah. Mm-hmm. It's well, most quads do have that look. Well, but <laughs> but this one in particular is kind of bleh. like <laughs> if you look at the top here. So there are a couple of things to it, right? It looks like one of those weird robot toys from the 1980s where mm-hmm. it's like all boxy and it 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 doesn't even like the it may, I, I know it's just the photo but I'm going to dog on it anyway. It it the plastic doesn't look white. It kind of looks yellow like it's been in like a smoke filled room a, a, a smoker's home. <laughs> 
You know, I like the tribal. I like the tribal stickers got, on the yes, arm. It's got tribal <laughs> stickers. It's got a big A like imprinted in the center of the plastic. It's just, but I knew they were going to do this. I yeah, I mean, a no line way. is making just literally in the last nine to twelve months. They are making a power play. Oh yeah, seriously. They're saying. Well, what else? I mean, what else are they going to do? You know, we were actually this got brought up this week. It's like they're on the what third or fourth revision of the seven hundred mm-hmm. electric. Yeah, how many times can you revise it? It absolutely. They and I mean, while it's got it's got more like QC issues than design issues. Honestly, right. I mean, I I can say that I fly this every time. You know, when I go out to the field. As long as you, you know, don't get a bad, like, get a bad part, the thing flies fine. It's solid. It, it handles, a, you know, a, a, it handles power well. It's not a bad helicopter. What else are they going to do? They're going to have to, like, and they've gone back and revised every single heli that they have at least, like, three times. So, well, yep. I mean, yeah, what else are you going to do? There's nothing left to do. Well, so I, I'm going to, here we go. I am going to make a prediction. All right. I am going to predict that we will eventually see a collective pitch quad from a line along the lines of the, the Curtis Stingray. Ooh. Dan, what do you think? I don't think so, man. I, <sighs> I don't know. Just think about it. I, I uh. don't see, look, I don't see the Stingray going very far. I don't. I don't know, dude. I've seen a lot of hype on it exactly. since it released. You've seen a lot of hype on it. I've heard that, uh, you know, I've actually heard that Curtis really likes it. Well, yeah. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the few people that got one for free are liking it as well. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just, I don't get, I, I don't get it, but, you know. That's not You're not going to get any argument from me on on whether it makes sense, but I still think there are. I think it's a novelty. Yeah, it'll. The it'll, question it'll is, does the novelty wear out? It, yeah, too quick. That's true. It'll but it'll pass. but that so bring bring night. it back to this M four twenty four. Did you did you notice that it actually quotes? Specially designed with ergonomic structures and equipped with quick-release motor mounts to simplify maintenance and part part replacement. And then it says helical gear design to provide quieter flights. Now, I <laughs> is that like a lift from their marketing wording on like a yeah. 700? <laughs> because I'm looking at this gear and first of all, it's super tiny. It I I, I it doesn't look helical. It Why? doesn't from the pictures. Is it? No, it does it uh, to me it does not look helical. It's a cat it's, it's it's it they pulled it. It's the catchphrase helical gear. Oh, it must be better. So they might as well Throw throw it into the marketing pitch. Oh, you're. <laughs> I would think that the prop noise would. Do you like my cynicism, Justin? I I do like that. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Dan. Uh, 
Just like, oh, someone uh, will see helical and spend money it. on it. They, they, That's they, it. They'll yeah. buy it because it says helical. So put it in there. Shit. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it comes with a CD too, or a DVD. Is that a CD? What is that? Doesn't say anything. CD-ROM. Yeah. Doesn't describe what that is. Well, in that case, I'm sold. (laughs) Yeah. I need a CD-ROM. I need a (laughs) CD-ROM. Yeah. All right. Enough of that turd. Progressive. Now, now here's something that's actually cool. (laughs) Progressive is putting out these modular... They're called the Modular Parallel Charge Boards. And what they are is, you know, you have like your main charge lead that comes out of your charger to a regular parallel board. Well, for a lot of folks, and and kind of the reason why I haven't gone parallel boards is you're switching back and forth between EC3s, EC5s. You know, maybe you got like a micro heli, and so then you have the little micro splitters. Well, these boards actually snap together. So you can like... Almost like create your own create your own board by snapping different ones together, and they actually have an electrical connection between the two. So you you still only have one charge lead coming out. You know what it reminds me of? Did you guys have? Well, Dan, I know you didn't. Um, <laughs> did you guys have micro machines? <laughs> what do what you mean? You no, know I didn't. Of course, I had micro machines. <laughs> because when micro machines came out, you were like thirty. That doesn't. No, dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> wow, that's dating him big time. <laughs> dude, we had, we had micro machines when I was little. Yeah, and they, they came with their each own little city block, yeah. and they just kind of snapped together. That's exactly what this reminds me about. I think this is actually a really cool idea, and I'm going to, I might look at, like, getting a couple of these and creating and then just permanently sticking on the top of my deck lid. Because then you don't have to unplug and plug for different for different batteries. I dig this idea. I think it's really cool. They're fused, which is awesome for stupid people like me who leave the batteries plugged in and then unplug the lead. <laughs> uh-huh. Blown up my fair share. Um, no, I don't know. I just dig it. Do we have a price on those? They're like nine bucks each. I looked at them last night. Okay. That's, That's not, not bad, bad at, all. at all, dude. Yeah, no, I'm kind of watching. I don't know. I dig this. It's like a little create your own. It's like you assemble it and everything. I dig that. Any sort of, I'm all into the charging case thing now. Yeah. If I ever get a charger, I'm sure it'll work great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JR's got a couple new little bits out. Uh, some new gimbals for the XG14 and XG14E. Um, an angle adjuster. I have no idea what that's for. It's it's for the radio. It's so you can adjust your angle. Of whatever, your dangle. <laughs> <laughs> well, the angle of the dangle is very important. Um, and now this one is, uh, this is why I even bothered putting this on here. They've got a portable soldering iron <laughs> that plugs into a lipo. With oh. the Dean's. With the Deans, yeah. Thank you for putting a connector that no one uses anymore. I oh, I'm gonna get a whole ton of hate. I like Deans. Yeah. Deans are great. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the crimps. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> when are they going to put out the, the Anderson PowerPole version? <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because if I'm going to crimp my own power poles on there, it'll only take me 14.6 seconds. So oh, uh-huh. you are setting yourself up. Oh, <laughs> Your mailbox is going to get blown to bits, man. I love it. That's great. Uh, let's see. Let's see how many people we can offend in one little in news one segment. statement. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, Contronic has put out a new firmware update for the programming disk. Um, you know, little programming deal that you used to update all the ESCs. I guess they had um, they put out kind of like an advisory on there where they're having some communication issues. So if you have the programming disk, uh, get that updated as soon as possible. And then I thought, you know, this is kind of RC. This is This is the news of the week, all right? Uh, there's a video floating around out there of something called a Volocopter VC200. And this is basically a somewhat manned electric helicopter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a multi, 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 multi rotor. <laughs> yeah. um, but they flew it. Uh, I, I'm I'm assuming it's a maiden flight or if the one that they took a video of at any rate. They flew it with a friggin' transmitter. Which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, that's like the biggest RC helicopter I've ever seen anyone fly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know. Maybe one. Day Have you? Do you guys remember? I want to say maybe it was two years ago. Which I don't know if this is the same group of guys, but these guys were Germans and they built a huge multi, multi, multi rotor manned. Uh, machine similar to this, but the but it, but the centerpiece was an exercise yeah. ball. Yep, I do remember. And he like that. was yep. sitting in the middle of that big ass blender with a radio. <laughs> I remember yeah. thinking. Oh, I remember dude. seeing that. I don't know if this is the same because this group. looks like a more advanced version of that machine, like a you know further engineered down oh. the line. Well, they start. Oh off yeah, the description this is not messing around. Two years after the first manned volocopter. Uh, it might be the same group. So it's a pretty impressive design. I mean, just watch the video for those who are even remotely interested. It's it's pretty cool. It's got cool factor. It, yeah. it it's, does. it's got cool factor. It's huge. Yeah. It is very very. Although I I don't know really. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, is the framing of that whole assembly on the top any bigger than a regular rotor disc on a regular heli it looks pretty big oh yeah dude yeah and absolutely if you watch like a minute or two into the video it's got like the three designers standing there and they're standing under the 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 like rotor disc structure it's that yeah that's true wow Wow, it, it looks it like it's a, a it's cool a single factor. person. It, it it can fit one person. Yeah, hmm. I want to see that video. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see it do get some in it and fly. Flips. Think it's got a NASA in it. <laughs> Think it'll fly away. It did. They could turn off the radio. And if you turn off home. the radio, will it go back to home? <laughs> back to home. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a crapshoot. It'll either go back to home or roll hard right. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, that that's all I got. Anyone else? Negatory. I, I gotta, I well, gotta make good on my on my you know agreement with Dan. You got news? Yeah, I got. You know, some we're news. just gonna move right along. I don't, I don't necessarily right. want to hear your news. Save it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Come on, tell me your news. No, no, that's fine. Tell me your goddamn news. <laughs> <laughs> so, got some, got some <laughs> compass news. Got some. I'm, you know, this is basically like a gunpoint now. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is under duress. This is news. Yeah. Under it duress. is under duress officially. <laughs> no, the uh the 6HV that I've been flying now for a couple months finally has a pre-order out. So I mean, when Dan said he pre-ordered a heli, that this was my first thought. I thought you got the oh, 6HV. Well, I could but, understand where you could, could yeah. come to that conclusion. But yeah. So no, like it became available this last week at ProStar and a couple other places. And it looks like, take this for what it is, it is compass time, so please don't, you know, send me the hate mail if this is late, but... (laughs) (laughs) Send the hate mail to ProStar. Yeah, it looks like it should be shipping early December. So... Wow. Pretty... Wow. I would say a pretty reasonable, um, on the price, it looks like $5.99 for (laughs) the airframe. And so, yeah, get get your pre-order in if, you know, looking for a 600 size heli. I know I've sure been... I probably have... 100, 120 flights on mine now, and I've had zero issues whatsoever, so I've been, been loving it, loving the 600-size electric power for sure. So, Jesse, I know it's been a while since you've flown the original 6HV, right? Mm-hmm. But does it differ significantly in how it flies based I would say on what you remember? This one's a little... I think it's a little bit heavier. Part of that is... You can fit bigger packs under... It's a lot bigger canopy, so it looks a lot bigger in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can fit a lot bigger packs under it. So there, you know, that kind of leads the heli to be a little bit heavier. So it's not quite as floaty as I remember the other 6HV. So but, it doesn't have like the... Because the others, the the original 6HV, I mean, that thing was super tiny. Yeah. For its um, class. Yeah, so the, the side profile of the frame is probably only a little bit bigger. Not much. Okay. Um, so it's still fairly small, but then you put the canopy on it and you get the canopy is 80% as big as the 7HV canopy. I mean, it's a oh, it's wow. a big canopy. Okay. And it, it does, you know, I th- I think it it looks great in the air. So that kind of gives the heli a little bit it it looks it may appear larger than it than Doesn't it is the when you pull the canopy. Doesn't it kind of resemble the warp one? Yeah, it's basically the same shape and I believe the warp has three canopy options available, and it I think it's the same design, very similar design to one of them. Which is, I think that's cool, because I really like that yeah. canopy design. Yep, so, no, yeah, I think they, they nailed it with the canopy design, so definitely looking forward to that, and like I said, hopefully ships out soon. And then I got one other thing as well. I know when we Ooh. talked to, you know, when we were at the Snohomish Fun Fly, caught up with the A-Man guys, kind of talking to Gregor, and he was telling me about these new servos that ProTech has coming out. Well, it, it looks like they just got released this last week. So we have the ProTech 270T Team Edition Servo. And I got to say, the specs on these things look crazy. 
So at 7.4 volts, we're looking at 550 inch ounces of oh torque. Oh, jeez, dude. At 0. 0.07 for oh 60 degrees of transit. Oh, wow. And even at 6 volts, still 445 ounces. So, and I I know with the, I've, I have um, some of the 250T servos, and you know, talking with Gregor and seeing some tests done. I know that they went through rigorous testing with those 250T ones because they actually like came out and then they upped the the rating on them. They're like these mm-hmm. servos are underrated, so they actually upped them. So I have no doubt that the, you know these are accurate numbers. So that is just that's crazy. I definitely cannot Did, wait to try a set of those. These, I mean, these things are. Uh, uh, you could actually nickname them like they could be MKS killers. I was yeah they they look like they're targeting the X8s that's for damn sure yeah so wow and now do has the price been announced yet yeah I mean you can you can buy them right now they're in stock oh uh, snap. one one fifty nine ninety nine oh dude Ouch. you could buy like ten of them for one MKS <laughs> yep one fifty nine ninety nine now now <laughs> yeah, Mister Len. <laughs> well, I'm serious. What's an X8 go for? They're one ninety nine. Two. Well, it's not quite about a hundred bucks but... difference for a set. Yeah, ninety bucks Still. difference for a set. So now, definitely, what, are, are they full aluminum with heat sink and everything, Jesse? Oh, they don't need. How the do heat they sink. look? Yeah, they don't need the heat sink. <laughs> it's an efficient enough design that there's not. You know. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> and wait a minute. The big selling point with the X8s was the uh, shaft, so I have to ask, how big Ooh. of a shaft do they have? Nick likes yeah, big I'm, shafts. Keep that in mind. I'm not, I'm not going there. It, it looks like it'll hold up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, that's cool. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get a set, so. I'm down with that. I'm down with the buck fifty price range. I'm I'm okay with that. It's when it starts, you know, one seventy five, one eighty nine starts creeping up there. Then then yeah. my cheapo meter starts going off, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel I'm gonna get, you know, notice any difference. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, sweet, agreed. Anybody else have any news? That's a nope, that's not a negatory me. there. I don't have any news. So I guess what that means is this week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. This is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure. Or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry. And I break a part or two on my precious heli. That is when I need HeliPros.com to come through for me. Because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, HeliPros fly hard because HeliPros has the parts. Yes. You guys remember at Snohomish, we had Todd Bennett on the show. You guys remember that? Yes, sir. Yep. Do you remember when he kind of shocked us all? He kind of he kind of alluded to to a um, 
some artwork that was on a fairly recognizable pilot's leg. You guys remember that? <laughs> I, I might, I might recall what you're talking yeah. about. And we kind of were oh like, God, no. I forgot all about that. No, yeah. I, no. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, these guys all again pushed out, dude. <laughs> man, yeah. Oh at my. What what time was it? Six o'clock. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have Bert Cameron curly. Curly. Oh, <laughs> curly. All right. And this will be the last time that you ever get curly to hear Curly on the show. Bert Cameron and Carrie Shirley from the Torches Club down in Orlando. And I bring up the artwork because, um, as you guys are about to find out, there may be a slight bit of truth to that, surprisingly. Ooh. Uh-oh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, guys, uh, Bert and Carrie, thanks for coming on. As always, it's a lot of fun. So here we go, guys. Uh, Bert and Carrie, we'll be right back after this. Let these fly bars sit in the cold, damp corners of your garage to rust or be sent to the junkyard for melting away for plank parts. Every day, the number of fly barless units increases dramatically, leaving fly bars to squander away into obscurity. Not to mention the fly bar paddles. Carbon, plastic, and all of those KBDD paddles hoping to fly another day. It takes a little for you to become a special friend of the fly bar. For just 75 cents a day, you could save a fly bar somewhere across the nation. As a sponsor, you could exchange photos and letters from all the happy children currently flying their fly bar helis. So come on, pick up the phone. Call 1-800-SAVE-FLY-BAR. Thank you for your time and consideration. Save the fly bar now. are with Bert and Carrie. Now, you guys know who Bert Cameron is, right? Bert, say hi. What's up? How you Bert, doing? Bert's that goblin guy, right? Carrie Shirley, of course, he comes on. He does the Gas Powered Thoughts. Carrie, say hi. Hey, guys. We have a reason for bringing you two on the show tonight. And of course, the other guys couldn't be here. The, they're at work. I don't know, something about work and paying the bills and the mortgage and shit like that. I don't, I don't get it, but I guess priorities are what they are. But... The, the the agenda, the reason you guys are here is because something's happening here. Gosh, what, three weeks? Week or two weeks? And, some, and something that doesn't pay any bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But before we get into that, I have to ask a question. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Todd Bennett, and, and he wanted me to ask you if you have any tattoos. Carrie, do you have any tattoos? This is for Bert. Uh, I have no Bert. tattoos. I don't know. Maybe I do. Do you have a tattoo, Bert? Do you I have a tattoo he, on your ankle? I guess your audience would have to go to a fun <laughs> fly and like see me wearing shorts, and they'll probably find out if I do or not. <sighs> you, you, okay. So you're you're kind of avoiding the question. I'm not going to let you do it. <laughs> no, I do. Yes, I do have a tattoo on my left leg. Uh, tell yes. me what it is. It's a tattoo of myself flying a helicopter. <laughs> 
Was that the, was that, did you lose a bet? I mean, what, what inspired no, that tattoo? I don't really want to get into the whole detail of it, but it, it was done in Vegas. So that tells you, uh, that tells you something right there. So, so there might've been some adult beverages involved, maybe uh, a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to let you slide on that one. I was, I w- <laughs> when he came on, he was telling us about that and I was like, no. So I figured yep. the next time I had the chance, I would, I would ask you about it, but. You know, the sad thing is, or not sad, but the, the, the interesting thing has to do with the fact that I've always hated tattoos all my life. <laughs> I've always said, you know, you know, when I was in my early 20s or whatever, going to college and everything, I always said, oh, you know, I always looked down upon people that was that, you know, would have tattoos. So I was like, ah, you know, why would you want to do that to yourself? <laughs> not, and look at me. I'm a 40 year old with a tattoo of myself. But, oh. You know, it's it's a good place because it can be covered <laughs> easily. You know, I just got to put long pants on and, and it's gone. So, uh, so uh, you know, it's not like I can't go somewhere and, and have a, a formal meeting and look like I have full like, uh, um, you know, sleeves and things like that. I mean, it's uh, it's very discreet as long as it's covered. So. All righty, I, I find it I find it mildly amusing. What do you think, Carrie? Do you do you think you want to go get a tattoo of bird on your leg? Uh, I don't plan on getting any tattoos of anything. What? Why would he get a tattoo of Bert on his leg? He would have to get a tattoo of Carrie on his leg with oh. a gas helicopter next to him or something. I don't know. Well, I've been accused of an aligned tattoo. So everybody thinks I have an aligned tattoo. Yeah, I think you do too. <sighs> I don't. I swear to God, I don't. See, that would be. I'm sorry, but that would be dumb. Don't put any brands. Don't do no. The helicopter I'm flying is very generic. It's it's kind of coincidental that it looks like a goblin, but it, but it wasn't meant to look like a goblin because it was done before I even knew of the existence of a goblin. It's just a very generic looking thing. That's your story, and you're sticking to it. No brands, no nothing. Absolutely, no way. No. All right, now that we got that out of the way, we, we cleared the air on that one. Let's get back on topic here. We're, we're of course everybody knows your Orlando heli blowout. Is coming up. Are you guys ready? Is it going to happen? What do you mean? Is it going to happen? Well, of course it's going to happen. Are you ready? Whether or not it's going to happen. Are we ready? We we're never ready, but we will be ready. Yeah. Are you <laughs> looking forward to ready. it? We're always ready two days before it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, of course we will be ready. Absolutely. So yeah. tell us about last year. What was the turnout? How much? Uh, where were you at? Carrie, turnouts? Carrie actually would know those numbers better than I do. I think it was in the upper two hundreds, Carrie. Almost 305 last year. 305. It's the largest um, single private fun fly in the United States. Wow. So far. So far. Hopefully hopefully it'll stay that way this year. (laughs) Are there any others creeping up on it? Mid-America maybe? No. Not even close? Well, actually Mid-America, I heard. I wasn't there this year. But uh, I heard that uh, they had a, a they had a pretty good attendance, and I, I would have to check with Big D to see how many they got. But I think they were in the in the low two hundreds. I think uh, I'm not totally sure. So, but yeah, they they have a lot of potential. Absolutely. I mean, anybody, you know, I think Mid America has potential. I think the the guys in Boston doing the heli phenom have potential because they've been doing it for a lot of years. And helicopter helicopter, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a pretty decent amount of. Uh, helicopter guys in, in that part of the country. Um, but, uh, 
yeah. I mean, you never know. You know, I mean, these things are unpredictable. It yeah. has a lot to do with other factors that we have no control over, like weather and, and you know, so many other things. So, but uh, hopefully we will stay, we will remain the second largest uh, or the first largest, I guess, without counting Urcha. Let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about where it's at and the, the club now and, and how you two are involved. Because you both belong to the same club and it's put on by torches, right? Yeah, it, it is. It is. It, we both belong to the same club, and I'll let Kerry talk about torches a little more because he obviously knows he's been with. He's one of the founding members of the club for many years. But uh, basically, the event started in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight was the first year of the event. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kerry. The event came about because uh, the club president at the time, his name is Alex Oxit, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. He, he wanted to do a fun fly. And uh, uh, the club did a fun fly, I believe, around 2005, and the turnout was was not that great. It was held at our east field in the east side of Orlando, and uh, so nothing happened over the next couple of years. And, and, and this guy, Alex, our ex-president, he wanted to do a fun fly, and, and so I kind of jumped in and helped a little bit, and, and uh, um, we made it happen the first year in 2008, and... Uh, and, and our turnout was, I think, in the in the low 100s, 120, 130, somewhere around that range back in 2008, our very first year. So we all kind of got excited about it and, and thought that, you know, we could grow the event and, and keep doing it. And and, uh, and it just took off from there. And obviously, Kerry has been instrumental to making this thing happen. Kerry's our club treasurer. He's one of the founding members. And, and he's pretty much the the accountant, accountant uh, slash uh administrator slash everything else uh, with the blowout. So sweet. But, but Carrie is also, like I said, a founding member of, of our club torches, the Orlando radio control helicopter society. And uh, I'm sure he can talk a little bit about a little bit more about the club. Yeah, we were founded in uh, 1988, uh, a guy named Cliff Hyatt, who's a, um, a past FAI helicopter champion, he and I founded the club back in '88, and it's uh, it's had its ups and downs. Um, it's quite healthy today, uh, due in no small part to this uh, event, which has happened for the last several years. Bert's being a bit modest. Uh, he's actually had quite a bit to do with the success of the event. Uh, his um, his popularity and his um, relationships with the industry and with some of the major pilots have really made a difference in, um, you know, the success of the event. And it's very successful. Yeah. How many members does Torches have? Uh, right now we're at about 105. And that's helicopters only, of course. <laughs> you mean there's yeah. other, other things? Uh, uh, you wouldn't believe the, the arguments <laughs> that go on over, uh, gee, I want to fly my airplane here, or, you know, I, I only fly airplanes, can I join your club? It's, uh, it's an ongoing discussion so your members are they i mean that's a big area obviously but do some of your members come from a long ways away and are they pretty much all right there locally um we've got uh, members as far east as melbourne and some from tampa i don't know uh, i'd have to look at the roles to see what we've got north and south but i know we've got members from both coasts as well we as have, a lot in the middle we, 
Sorry, Gary, we do have uh, Courtney as one of our members. You know Courtney because yeah. I think she's helped uh, been, been a contributor to the show. Sure. Um, she's down in uh, Palm Beach County, uh, which is almost 200 miles away, 160 or so miles away. She's also a member. And we do have uh, a couple, two or three guys that, uh, that are snowbirds that live up north that, uh, that join the club just to be able to come, come out and, and fly and, and hang out during the winter months while they're in Florida. So. But, uh, but, but the majority of the membership is, is based, uh, of course, here in the central Florida area. So It's a very active club. Uh, you know, during the week, there's people flying every day. And during the height of the flying season, if you go out there on a weekend, it's like going to a fun fly. I mean, it's unbelievable how many people <laughs> are, are actively flying. Yeah, you know, I, I actually went to the flying field today at, uh, at about 4 o'clock. And uh, there were about 12 cars there. So there's, there's about 12 pilots at the flying field. You know, a, a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, some of the guys really don't fly. They just go out there to hang out. But uh, but there's we, we have a group of regulars of about, I would say, five, anywhere between five and seven people that go there every single day to fly. So there's always someone there. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a very well attended, you know, flying field slash club. There's always somebody there. And like Kerry said on the weekends. You know, sometimes you can expect to see 30, 40 cars parked there. So it is almost like a, a small fun fly um, on the weekends. I have to go to my field the whole year to see four cars. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even imagine what that's like. So let's talk about the event. First of all, do you have any sponsors you want to mention? I mean, who's involved with your uh, with the fun fly this year? Yeah, we, we actually have a, a pretty good list of, of sponsors uh, like, like we've had um, every year. Um, I mean, we basically in the beginning, um, our system was not very well structured in the sense that, you know, we the event was new and it was it, sort of I guess it was it wasn't proven, I guess you could say. And and so we just basically invited sponsors to give us whatever they wanted to give us and come on over and bring their pilots and so forth. But um, given the fact that the event has grown exponentially in the last five years, you know, we've come up with some rules. So we have basically two types of sponsor sponsors. Um, those are, these are the big guys, you know, we set them up sort of in a similar fashion. Um, I guess you could say like Urcha in the sense that they get their own tent space, they get tables and chairs and everything else. And, you know, they have demo time, they have center stage presence and everything else. Um, and then we have basic sponsors, um, there are just guys that obviously companies that are willing to donate and contribute to the event and they want to be a part of it. So they're always welcome as well. So, I mean, we're still pretty lenient in terms of what we do with the event uh, as far as allowing sponsors. Um, but, but we do have some rules in place. Now, as far as the sponsors that we have this year, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of them. I mean, I can mention a few <laughs> of them, but I mean, to give you an example for, for our premium level, we have a variant demon which is the company that used to do the heli command and, and they, they changed the brand name and now it's called Bavarian Demon Fiberless System. We have Empire Hobby, which is coming with their team and the Gawi team. We have a line coming with all their pilots or most of their pilots, including Alan Zabel and Jamie Robertson and Ben Storick and all those guys and Colin Bell. We have Horizon Hobby. Um, they're sending a, a team from, from Champaign, Illinois with uh, James Haley, the designer of the Blade Series helicopters and, and a couple other guys. We have Scorpion Motors. We have the owner of Scorpion, George, coming all the way from Hong Kong to be present at the event. And I'm sure that his one of his distributors here, Lucian Miller, with Innovative Designs, will be there as well. 
We have KDS USA, um, which is now bringing in the, the, the new KDS helicopter called the Agile. They're going to be there. They're going to bring Jae Hong Lee from uh, Korea, South Korea. Um, we have, of course, Goblin, you know, SAB um, Heli Division as part of a, a sponsor as well, a premium sponsor. And, and we have Experience RC um, uh, coming all the way down from uh, Livonia, Michigan, mm-hmm. bringing their big semi, you know, tractor trailer with all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are a full-blown hobby shop with anything and everything that you can imagine. So, in essence, we have pretty much, I guess you could say, eight um, premium sponsors. Um, and then, aside from that, we have many others. You know, we have companies like, for example, HeliDirect and Sentry and Castle Creations, Contronic, Barn Fuels, TSA, RC Buya. I mean, even Urcha itself sort of contributed to our event in the form of some 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 form of donation. Yeah. It's pre model. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. Our local hobby shop, uh, Graves RC always is, is always involved in one way or another. They're sponsoring our, uh, our, um, uh, auto rotation contest that we always do on Saturday. And we have a night fly like we did last year on Saturday. And, and, uh, and, and that fun fly is, is sponsored by Scorpion and, and Empire and a thousand dollar grand prize goes to the winner. So nice. should be some pretty exciting night flying going on Saturday night. So a lot, a lot going on, lots of sponsors, lots of pilots, you know, it should be a, a pretty, pretty fun time for everybody there. Yeah. I think we're going to have some good media coverage as well. Mark Riders says he's going to come down and we'll have somebody here from Heli Freak, uh, from RC Heli Resource. Uh, somebody from RC Heli Pilot, and I think somebody riding for Model Aviation as well. The uh, should be some good coverage. Yeah, we actually have a couple people that are going to be doing interviews down there. Really? Uh huh. Is it? Are you one of them? No, no. Unfortunately, it's not me. So how come Jeff's not bringing you down here with the Align team? I mean, all those Align <laughs> helicopters. I don't think Jeff likes me a whole lot, to be honest Uh-oh. with you. <laughs> what about the Align tattoo? I don't have an Align tattoo. <laughs> Come on, that's now. not what that's not what Justin says. Quit, perpet- <laughs> don't don't be leading people on. Come on, now I don't have an Align tattoo. I can't. I'll never be able to convince people I don't unless I take a picture of my ass and put it on the internet. <laughs> and that isn't going to happen. <laughs> so spare me, please. Uh, we uh, yeah no we're gonna there's a couple guys that are uh, we're gonna be trying to get. Rachel Plant from the UK to do a little something, and then uh, Chris Trebby's talking about doing some interviews for us while he's down there as well. Yeah, actually, it's it's worth mentioning that yeah, we have people from all over the world coming oh, yeah, down to Orlando. We have Rachel Plant from the UK. Andy we have, Hinton. Um, I'm sorry, Andy Hinton from uh, uh, Opti yeah. Power. Opti Power. Um, yeah, we have um, yeah, we have a lot of people from all over the place. We're bringing Nick Johnson. And for 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 those uh, that don't know who Nick is, Nick is the um, a very well known announcer um, in in Europe. He he takes care of 3D Masters. He did Heli Masters this year um, with with myself. Um, he's coming to do some of our announcing. He's going to be announcing with our own uh, Mark uh, Mark Watkins, who who is one of our club members that, that has done a, a a really good job in in in, in past couple, the past couple of years. Um, we're bringing uh, Pablo Delgado from Argentina to do a special video production for us for the event. So, I mean, we're we're bringing people and, and having people come over from from all over the world. So, definitely a, a must uh, be a sort of fun fly if you uh, 
you want to get out of the cold and come down to Florida. Oh my gosh, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. So what's the start day? When when does it when do, when's the first official day of the fun fly? The the first official day is um, December the sixth, which is a Friday. We've in in the past we've seen people show up as early as Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure we're expecting to see people as early as Tuesday this year, Tuesday Wednesday. Um, but but the, the first official day will be Friday. And uh, obviously, Saturday is the main day. We have a lot going on Saturday. We have demos. We have uh, uh, sheriffs uh, bringing their own full-scale helicopter, landing it on the field for people to look at it. And, um, you know, we have the auto-rotation contest. We have the raffle, the, the giveaways, and then we have the night fly. So Saturday is a really big day, very busy day, lots going on. And then uh, Sunday, believe it or not, whereas most events sort of die on Sunday, our event actually has a pretty strong uh, uh, attendance on Sunday. You know, in previous years, we've seen as many as, you know, almost up to 100 pilots on a Sunday. And, and I, I think that that could be attributed to the fact that we get a lot of people from Florida. And, you know, uh, South Florida is within three to four hours and, and the coasts are within an hour to two hours. So, so a lot of the people stick around and stay for Sunday and, and have fun and fly. So so we have a pretty good attendance throughout the whole weekend. I, I do want to give a shout out to the guys in the club and Torches. You know, we really couldn't have this event without their help. Uh, so many so many members contribute and just work tirelessly through the whole weekend and before and after. Because you you know, Dan, how much how much work it is to, <laughs> to put an event on. And this is this is not a small event. This is this is a pretty good size one. So it takes an enormous amount of work, and just a lot of people work tirelessly. Uh, Bert mentioned a couple of people. Uh, you know, I, I can't name all the names because I'll leave somebody out. But our president Scott Huber and his brother Lance are, you know, they're working every day on things now. And uh, there's many other people working now, and will work throughout the event as well. So we really appreciate their help and, and just couldn't do it without them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our club president has been helping us a lot in the past couple, two, three weeks with a lot of the, the legalities and, 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 and a lot of the stuff that we need to get done to, to make the event happen. So thanks to those guys. I'm sure, uh, you know, Bert, we all know you're going to be there. Uh, give us an idea of the other big names that uh, we can expect to see down there. Oh my God! I was counting them today because I was finishing. You know, every year we we I I actually have not seen this. Uh, I've never seen anybody else do this. But basically, we 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 make this custom banner every year. It's a huge banner. It's like eight feet by twelve feet or something. And it's sort of a backdrop to to interviews if the media wants to interview somebody or. It's also a backdrop to to our final uh, uh, raffle sort of uh, you know prize giveaway at the end of the day and stuff like that and and I was I was <laughs> you know I'm, I was designing that banner I guess I'm a multitasking sort of type of guy and I was looking at all the names and it, it's crazy I mean we you know we have a lot of good names it's it's unbelievable it's uh, every year we seem to be getting more and more top names to attend the event. So to give you an example, we have uh, for this year, we have Kyle Stacy with Goblin, Nart Hughes. We have for a line, we have Alan Zabo, Colin Bell, Marcus Kim, Ben Storick, Jamie Robertson. For Horizon, we have James Haley. Um, for Gal, we have Mitch Morozas and JC Zankel. We have Nick Maxwell coming uh, from Thunder Tiger. We have Jay Hong Lee, like I said before, from KDS. 
Kyle Dole and JC Cavros are coming from Mikado. Um, so it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good repertoire, I guess, of, of pro pilots coming to the event. You know, as of recent events, obviously safety has been, been on a lot of people's minds, but I know you guys were kind of a little, I mean, this, this isn't a new thought for, for you guys at this event. Cause I know last year you guys had some type of safety bar- barrier and I know I just saw recently a Facebook post. I don't know. Did you guys increase that safety barrier this year? Yeah, we've actually had a barrier for the last two years. We started off with a, a chain link fence, which which was functional but wasn't very aesthetically pleasing. And and last year the club put up um, you know a very nice looking safety barrier. It's a net net uh, product that stays up year round, and it's just recently been expanded, you know, to cover more of the flight line. It's you know it, it it's something. You know, will it stop a 100-mile-an-hour helicopter? We know it'll slow it down. Yeah. You know, we, I remember discussing this with Carrie a couple, three years ago or whatever it was when we, we, we did the first, the first barrier, I guess. And like you said, it was a chain-link fence. So it was not very <laughs> – it was not pretty, but uh, it, it served the purpose. But, you know, having traveled uh, literally all over the world, you know, anywhere from Australia, New Zealand to Europe and, and Asia and anywhere in between – I see all these clubs overseas using safety barriers of some sort, mm-hmm. whether it is chain link fence, whether it is like netting, anything. But, you know, you see that almost everywhere around the world and not in the U.S. And you go to an event in the U.S. where there's, for example, Urcha, where there's, uh, I don't even know how many, maybe 25 stations. And there's so many pilots, a thousand pilots, and they're all flying nonstop throughout the day. And there's absolutely nothing to protect anybody. And on occasion, you know, you see a helicopter crash and a piece of the blade fly away and hit somebody. Like I remember back in, you know, a few years ago at XFC, somebody had a failure or a crash and, and a piece of lead from the blade hit uh, Justin Chi's father in the eye. And, you know, I don't know if the, the audience knows who Justin Chi is. He hasn't been quite active in recent years, but he was a very young kid, very talented pilot, used to attend a lot of events. His father almost lost his eye. Um, and, you know, I've seen some incidents like that here and there. And, and, and but again, I don't see anything being done in the United States. And, and you know, we're we're a liability country, I guess you could say. I mean, we have more lawsuits yeah, yeah. in the world. I mean, you would think that we should have some sort of safeguard in place to to to, to at least in an attempt to, to protect the, the audience, the, the, the spectators. And so Carrie and I discussed it, and, and, and we rented this chain-link fence. And, and like Carrie said, it was, it was ugly, but uh, it, it helped. And, you know, obviously there, there will always be an argument as to how effective these things are. And, and obviously nothing is 100% effective. But like Carrie said, anything we can do to, to sort of at least attempt to provide uh, some sort of layer of safety um, you know, it's always, uh, it's always, always a good idea. And, uh, the first two years we were talking about, we were at, we, we probably had about 150 to 200 yards of, of, of fence. And, and now we, we expect, sorry, about a hundred yards. And now we've expanded that to about over 200. I think I, I might be wrong. I, I got to look at the numbers, but we've almost, we, we basically doubled the width of the, uh, the width of the the netting. So, and, you know, and again, it's, it's, if a helicopter is coming at 100 miles an hour, of course, it's not going to protect. But but it's more meant to, to, to offer some sort of protection 
uh, from a helicopter that that crashed and bounced off the ground and throttle hold or, or for a piece of something flying through the air. And, and it's obviously meant to protect the spectators more than anybody else. You know, the pilots, it's it's ultimately the pilot's responsibility to, to, to make sure that they're flying the helicopter in a, in a safety in a safe manner. But but the, the spectators shouldn't be, uh, you know, shouldn't pay the consequences of pilot error or, or equipment malfunction, you know? Yeah, I wanted to bring that up for for one reason, because uh, I just want to make sure, and I don't necessarily think that anybody thinks that, but I, I think what I'm about to say. But I, you know, it's important I think to to recognize the fact that you guys actually long before what you know, I guess it's kind of trendy at this point in the game to talk safety, but long before that was even brought out on the table with this, especially this last year, uh, you guys had definitely considered that and attempted to do something. And I want to add one more thing, and I don't know, this is just my thought, but even if even if a net isn't necessarily effective, I think what it does do is it it clearly defines where a spectator should be standing. Do you know what I mean? For someone for the uninitiated, someone's oh, gonna see that big net and they're gonna go, I should probably stay away from that net. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we have we have a huge amount of people um, that shows up on Saturday to watch the demos. And, and, and typically these people that we get at our events that are spectators are not in the hobby and they're just not experienced and they don't know anything about it. And historically, we've always had uh, this large group of people, you know, upwards of 500 or more people, maybe even a thousand total standing there watching the, pi- the pilots doing the demos fly. And they stand along the fence, and in previous year, the last couple of years, you know, you would see the end of the fence or the end of the the netting or whatever, and you would see another hundred, you know, fifty yards or hundred yards of people standing alongside the the clear empty area. So we just thought, you know what, we're just going to extend this and make it even safer. But I do agree with you. At least it creates a, a, a limiter or a delimiter, I guess you could say, or I don't know, a, a boundary. To where most of the inexperienced or, or inexperienced or, or uh, uh, people that are not in the hobby would at least know, hey, maybe I should consider staying on this side of the fence. And it also helps our guys that are monitoring the flight line, you know, make sure that, uh, that that's our delimiter and that's where, that, that's where people need to stay. Um, but we've, we've always encouraged safety very heavily. I mean, if you went to the blowout and you listened to, to our pilots meeting in the morning, you know, typically Carrie will talk uh, about a couple of things and, and somebody else. And then w- when I talk, I always stress the importance of safety. And, you know, if we have somebody that violates their safety rules, which are very basic, we will give them a warning. And if they violate it a second time, they're just going to be asked to, to, to leave the field or to stop flying. That, that's a sim- as simple as that. We don't, uh, we don't tolerate uh, in any way, shape or form um, uh, negligence. You know what I mean? If, if you make a mistake, everybody, you know, we're all humans, we can make mistakes, but, but if we see somebody deliberately violating our safety rules, that person is grounded. That's the end of it. We're not going to tolerate it. And and mind you, we've been doing this way before any of these people died. And and it's very sad to see how we've lost a a couple of our helicopter brothers in, in the last few months because of incidents and we just don't want to see that happen again so yeah i really do think that uh you know more events should consider adding some sort of safety barrier it's it's not that expensive to do even if you you know rent it on a temporary basis just something that protects uh the crowd as as bert said you know the 
we as pilots kind of sign up for the risk. But somebody who's just brought their kids or their wife out to, to see, you know, what's going on, they haven't signed up for that. Yeah, and also, too, there's a lot of guys that will hear about an event like this that just are interested in the hobby, and they might have an MCPX, and and they may fly that in their backyard, but they just don't they don't understand the implications of a 700 at 100 miles an hour, and they're used to being close to what they're flying, and they're just used to it. So I just think that's a, I think it's great, and I think I wish more fun flies would would implement that kind of thing. And it, it is it's a serious issue that we as a hobby need to address. There's just it no is, question. And, and and you know the the it, for the haters out there, you know I'm I'm not afraid to say it. You know there's a lot of a lot of hatred, you know how it is. And some people say, well, you know, that that's not going to do anything. That's a joke, this and that. Well, there's nothing that will prevent, there's absolutely nothing we can do to prevent an accident. You know, if an accident is going to happen, it's going to happen. But obviously there's, there's some layers of safety that we can implement, you know, especially at an event, not only supervising or, or watching over the pilots and making sure they're, they're being respectful of our safety rules, but you know, and having the appropriate distances between the flight line and the pits and everything else. But, you know, I believe of, of protection, you know, of course, like I said before, it's not going to prevent every possible scenario of an accident. But but I think it does offer a little bit of, you know, an extra layer. Absolutely. And anything you can do to improve safety, I think, is, is welcomed. I mean, you know, when you add all these layers together, then obviously you minimize the risk. So Yeah, and there's one thing about these guys that, and you mentioned them, you, you call them the haters. The one thing I don't get is is I don't know I don't understand why they're too concerned about it because when it comes right down to it it's no skin off their nuts I mean you guys are the one doing all the work making sure this barrier's up right it just doesn't make any True. sense but people are going to bitch G Dan maybe that's something that uh, rcfly.org could help with that might that might be yeah that might be we just uh we just need to get uh, we need to get Kerry signed up to that and uh. you, you know it's interesting because like every like Europe is huge for this and and, and every time if, if if you go to an event in Europe whether it is the one in, in in Switzerland which is huge the Alpine Heli Smackdown or any of the events in the UK like the Air event or the Zone or any of those events or Heli Masters 3D Masters or whatever you're always going to see some sort of safety net or barrier or something. But you never, ever see that in the United States. I have yet to see that anywhere in the United States other than us. And granted, this, this year I was, I was traveling overseas, and I, and I really didn't attend a whole lot of U.S. Event, events. But, you know, unless somebody adopted that new safety. Um, I don't think so. I haven't seen it or heard of it. Yeah, I have never seen it ever anywhere. And, and again, you know, the United States, I mean, we should – I mean, we should be exemplary in, in the sense that we should, you know, if the Europeans are doing it, why aren't we doing it? You know, it doesn't hurt to do it. And you it's, know what else we need at Fun Flies that they have over there on the other side of the pond? What's that? Girls? Beer gardens. Beer gardens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's taboo because uh, for some reason it's, it's a taboo to have liquor. I know, I know. Alcohol, you know, which again, I'm against that because uh, I believe that that's more up to the responsibility of the pilot and not, you know, if the pilot wants to drink, the pilot's going to drink no matter what, you know, we've seen it in, in years past, you know, some, you know, if there's beer there, especially for spectators or, you know, a full bar, who cares? You know, spectators are not flying. And yeah. as long as they're responsible enough to know not to get in their car and drive home 
after they had too many drinks, then everything would be okay. So it's all a matter of, of uh, you know, mentality, I guess. But but the bottom line is anything that can be done to to improve safety is is very well welcomed in my eyes. Absolutely. So give us give us an idea of some of the events you're going to be having at your fun fly. I mean, you mentioned the auto rotation contest. Are you going to be doing anything else, or is it going to be just kind of a demo type atmosphere? Just, just free flying. Or it really, it's a fun fly. And a lot of these guys come here just to have fun. You know, this is a less stressful event for the, the pro slash factory uh, sponsored pilots because it, it's not like the Jamboree where it's a big, you know, selling, selling activity. Uh, a lot of them are here just to have fun. Yes, I would agree with that. But I mean, you, you, you go know, to a huge event. It, that's a good question. That's a good question because sorry to interrupt you, but that's a good question because it, it, I get so many mixed reviews. You know, when I go to other events and I talk to the event CDs, you know, the event organizers mm-hmm. about what they what they have in mind for their event, and, and 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 then I talk to a lot of people as well, and and most of the pro pilots don't like the structured atmosphere of Urcha, and unfortunately. I, well, I guess you could say, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, our event is turning into a small version of Urcha. And, and inevitably, the, the bigger the event grows, the more structured it has to be. Yes. And, and the more things have to happen during the event, like, you know, organized demos and things like that. But believe it or not, a lot of the pro pilots don't like that kind of stuff because – they just want to hang out. They want to fly on their own terms. They want to, you know, if they want to spend time helping somebody, they will. If they want to sit down and chill, they want to do, you know, they don't want to be on a schedule. But, you know, on the other hand, we, we, we want to entertain the audience and we want to do some demos, but we don't want to overdo it to where, you know, it becomes sort of a, a nonstop scheduled sort of system. So Friday, it's, it's basically an open flying day. You know, Friday, you get there whenever you want to get there. We open at uh, what time, Carrie? 8, 9, 8, 30 or eight, something? 8 o'clock. Yeah. And you get there and you, you fly all day and you do whatever you want to do. And all the fly stations will be open. <clears throat> then Saturday, we have some things going on. So Saturday, we start the noon demos, which are really not at noon. They probably start at about 1 o'clock. And they run from 1 to 2 or 2.30. And then... Um, when we do the demos, we close the center um, fly station and, and the two fly stations adjacent to center. So we basically practically close three fly stations for the demos. And then, um, and then after the demos, we, we, we do the auto rotation contest about, uh, at about 4 o'clock, 4 to 5. And then right, right before dark, we do the, the raffle. So we don't have a lot going on, but it, it's – on the other hand, we don't want to do too much because we right. don't want – to restrict people from having fun. And, and to give you an example, you know, a lot of the spectators love the demos and, and a lot of the pilots themselves do too. And everybody gathers and everybody watches the demo, but there's always that pilot or that handful or that couple of dozen of pilots that complain about the demos because now there's less flight stations open and they just want to go out there and fly. They don't care about watching. And again, I'm not generalizing, but I'm just giving you an example as to how difficult it is to make everybody happy. Right. So we're, we're trying to sort of find a sweet spot, sort of balance to where it's not overdone, but it's also enough to show people 
you know, give people a good time and show people what the hobby is all about. It's funny because, you know, when I, uh, my perspective of going to a big event like yours, uh, if I were to be going to one, going to that, or even say Urcha, you know, those of us who live in an area that is very limited in people who just fly, I don't care if it's hovering an MCPX or just beating the shit out of a whatever helicopter of your choice. You know, when, when we, when I go to a fun fly, I kind of get captivated by watching all these guys that I've read about on the forums. I've seen their pictures in the AMA magazines and various other magazines. And I've, you know, kind of been paying attention to what they're doing. So my perspective is a little bit different and I, I really get a kick out of that personally, but I get it. I mean, those of you who happen to live in, I mean, guys who, who, you know, I could imagine Bert at your field, the guys that come, they're like, eh, uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? They get to see really good flyers all the time, I guess. Is yeah, what I'm it, at. yeah, I, I agree. It does have a lot to do with where the people come from. And, and you know, a lot of these events are, are, are a lot of the pilots that, uh, that, that come to our event or to any other event um, for that matter are pilots that usually travel all the time to go to events. Right. Not necessarily like pros or anything like that, but just pilots that either have flexible schedules and, and, and enough you know, disposable income to, to make trips. And, and so they're accustomed to seeing these demos and things. They they just want to go out there to hang out with their friends and have fun. So again, there are people that want to see it. So we're, we're trying to, to make it to where we're not overdoing it. But then on the other hand, we're also doing a little bit to show people what the hobby is all about and to show, um, showcase the, the, the products from the, from our sponsors and, and of course showcase the talent uh, of these pilots. So it's a good time. You guys need to come down here. Oh, well, we would love to, but you, you might as well be in Australia. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might as well be on the other side of the earth. It's like it's like 4,000 miles away. It is on the uh, other side of the earth. Uh, it's just one flight, four hours. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. Just one flight. Yeah. Well, so we will be there eventually. We will be there. Not this year, but uh, eventually. Just a comment about uh, the raffle we do. We have a, um, you know, a big raffle at the end of Saturday, and and all those sponsors that that Bert listed, these guys pony up big prizes. Yeah, you know that these are not, um, you know, transmitter straps. We've got kits, we've got motors, batteries, all sorts of high end stuff. Off all kinds of stuff and, and lots of kits. I mean, I don't even want to mention a number, but last year we had several kits, like Harry said, and all kinds of stuff, like high dollar prizes. I mean, our prize pool last year was, I don't know. I don't want to throw a number, but it was definitely over 10,000, probably close to $20,000. I mean, we're talking a lot of prizes. So, so there's a lot of giveaways there for sure. I mean, you guys do pre-registration, right? Yes. It's, it's open. Is it it's still open, open until, it's open until uh, December 5th. As a matter of fact, visit rcflightdeck.com and look for our event. Very nice. RC, I've heard of that before, RC Flight Deck. If you don't find it or whatever, um, it's also worth noting that if you go to orlandohelicopterblowout.com, basically that takes you to our Facebook page. And within our Facebook page, you you find a link to the registration place. So if... if if you go to rcflightdeck.com and you can't find the event, because RC Flight Deck has a lot of events. They're basically a, a, a big platform that is used for, by a lot of event CDs and event organizers. 
So just go to orlandohelicopterblowout.com, and then you'll see when you reach that Facebook page, at the top of the page, you'll see something that says registration. Click on it, and it'll give you the link to the RC uh, Flight Deck um, website where it'll put you right where you need to be to start your registration. So, And if you pre-register, you get a free T-shirt. So, um, so it's worth doing for sure. And it'll, it'll also expedite the amount of time it takes you to register when you arrive because all the stuff will be done, your parking permit, your paperwork. I mean, it's just literally show up, uh, provide your name to the guys in registration and, and you're all good to go. So it's, it's very well worth doing. So t- tell us about the, I'm, there's RV parking, I'm, but I'm guessing it's limited. Is there still plenty of that left or are you guys getting pretty uh full with that that's a good question do you know anything carrie i haven't checked the numbers for rvs lately so i don't know uh yeah there's uh 11 registered we have room for 15 ah getting close we're getting close yeah. <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of room for rvs because uh the the field is owned by the city and we have some restrictions on the numbers of num- number of rvs we can bring to the field but uh, as far as parking amount of parking space we have unlimited so i mean literally there's there's uh there's plenty of room there but as far as rvs yeah we only have four four spaces left so if you have an rv you better register and you do have to be pre-registered to show up with an rv you know we're we're not trying to be difficult but of course if we still have room and somebody shows up last minute with an rv we're not going to send that person away but if if you know if those 15 slots are, are full then we will have to send that person away. So if you do have an RV, make sure to pre-register to, to secure your spot, for sure. Now, in years past, you guys have done, I think, a food drive with the with a charity, a local charity. Are you guys doing that this year? Uh, Toys for Tots. Is that what it was? Okay, it was Toys for Tots. That's okay. I, I, would think, yeah, we, I was thinking it was a food bank, but... Uh, we've we've also done the, Ron, the local Ronald McDonald House. This year, we're going to focus on Toys for Tots. Aha. Uh-huh. What's that involved? Tell us what that's all about. Well, uh, pilots or spectators can bring uh, a toy, which we will deliver to the local Toys for Tots drive, or they can make a donation, which will be given in its entirety to the Toys for Tots organization. Fantastic. That, that's, isn't that great when you can do stuff like that? Just kind of yeah. throw back and, to and the community? In addition, in addition to that, our event has always been um, – driven by charities. In other words, we, you, you know, after expenses, practically all of our proceeds go to, to a charitable organizations. So last year was like Gary said, Ronald McDonald and, and Toys for Tots. And, and, and this year will be Toys for Tots. And, and I'm sure we're going to also work with the city to, to give the city a donation for special programs to help the elderly and things like that. So we're always, working with some sort of charitable organ charity charitable organization so we we you know the 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 main purpose of the event is is not is it's a non-for-profit event is is basically meant to 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 grow the hobby to provide a good time to the helicopter community or and 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 to 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 contribute to some of the some of these organizations i get that that's awesome that is awesome. Well, guys, I don't need to wish you luck for this event. I know it's going to go over well. I'm very excited to hear the turnout. I I just can't imagine it's probably going to be much bigger than it was last year and continued success as you guys go through and keep we doing an so. awesome event. Maybe one of these years we'll get down there. We're going to Urcha oh. this year. You guys are going to Urcha, of course. Planning on it. 
You're going to be there, aren't you, Bert? Yep. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. I'll go on vacation instead. Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah. No, of course I will be there. <laughs> I don't think I can get out of that one. <laughs> no, I know no, we will be there for sure. That Definitely. is awesome. So again, the dates, December 6th? December 8th, 6th, right? 7th, and 8th. Yep. Orlando, Florida. And I imagine if you guys, uh, on your webpage, you have GPS and all that good stuff, so yep. you guys can type that yeah, stuff in. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Contact yeah, information. Same, yeah, and the same website, the URL I told you that uh, links to our Facebook page basically takes them to our Facebook page, and there's links to the flyers, and there's also information about, uh, in the flyer itself, there's information about um, you know how to get to the field and a little field map, and it shows all the sponsors and the pilots that we're expecting in price of registration and, and everything. I mean, everything they need to know will be there. So it's, it's again, it's Orlando, uh, helicopter blowout.com. So before Bert, I let you go, I guess I have to ask you, are you going to have that sweet ass segue this year again? I don't know. Kerry, did you rent me a segue, dude? Yes, I did. <laughs> I will have the segue. Right. <laughs> and Kerry will be running around in one too, probably. Uh, no, actually I won't. Um, that's, uh, that's your purview. Uh, I actually tried to get on one a couple of years ago, and fortunately, no one was filming it because uh, that would be all all over the internet at this point. That you know, I don't I don't want to embarrass our club president, but it was the funniest thing ever. Our club president Scott Huber he he he, he borrowed uh, one of the segways last year and went out towards the parking area, and he was doing like twenty five miles an hour, thirty. And he just went through a bump or something, and he just he wiped out bad, man. I mean, he busted. You know, it was funny because he, he said the same thing. Kerry just said he came back. He's like, I'm so glad nobody was. <laughs> <laughs> so. it, they're really incredibly useful. Uh, you know, if one person needs to move around, the field isn't as large as, you know, AMA's flying site. But if you move from one end to the other many times, it doesn't take too long for you to really get tired. Yeah. And golf carts are kind of clunky, uh, you know, yeah. to, to go back and forth a lot. So it works really well for, you know, sort of short missions. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, I do throughout the day like 10 freaking rounds, literally, all the way out to like the parking area and then up and down the flight line. And, and somebody calls, hey, we have this issue or, hey, can we get this or can we do that? And it's like going up and down, up and down. I don't think I could do it without the segue. I mean, I would be absolutely done and exhausted because, like Gary said, I mean, the field is is not huge, but it's it's a good fifteen hundred feet from you know one end to the other, and then another like thousand of you know probably thousand feet deep. So it's uh, it's a lot of walking back and forth because yeah. the entire field is completely full from one end to the other. I mean, the the flight line, if you look at the pits, is you know, we last year we had seven fly stations about 150, I think, close to 200 feet apart, and and every flight station was was absolutely. Uh, I mean, every every up and down the if you were to look at the pits, it was packed with car after car after car and tent after tent after tent. So it's it's a lot of walking if if you if you're doing rounds and stuff like that. So it's it's useful. It's a pretty cool thing. Like Kerry said, it's easier than a golf cart for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for stopping by. I, it's always a pleasure when the two of you can get, well, each of you can come on, and it's uh, double the pleasure when both of you can come on. How's that sound? <laughs> sound a little weird? Thanks. It sounds weird, but we'll let it go. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you uh, letting us take this much time from your show to talk about the event. Oh, man, that's what we're here yeah. for. Absolutely, Dan. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the, right, uh, guys. the opportunity, and uh, we'll be chatting.
So, Dan, how are you liking that electric power? You know, Nick, I am enjoying the electric power. And I got to tell you, even a guy that's an advanced sport flyer like myself, I can tell you that the difference is very noticeable. And the only thing I can say is Genzei's batteries, they are leaving the other guys green with envy. So, yeah, the, the tattoo of himself. <laughs> he really has a tattoo of True himself. Story. On himself. <laughs> on himself. <laughs> of himself. Of I mean, himself. seriously. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I had to ask. I mean, uh, I think it would have, I think it would have been in poor taste if I didn't clarify that little comment. But uh, all kidding aside, it was. It's always great to have those two on. And um, for those of you who are lucky enough to live close enough or maybe even if you're traveling to Orlando December 6th man we sure hope you have a good time over there I, I I can't imagine it wouldn't be anything but a good time huge turnout over 300 pilots uh pre-registration hmm. is still open and uh you know what can I say you bastards have fun I'm I'm really bent out of shape that I don't get to go, especially now that the cold is hitting. I know, man. Yeah. It makes makes it it even worse. Yes, it really does. Uh, Before we started recording the interview, we were talking about that, and and I told him it was 40 degrees this morning. Like, oh, it was like 80 here. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's just... (laughs) I left that out. Yeah. 80 degrees, man. Uh, Mm. You have to... That's pretty... That sucks when you have to take a vacation... Just to go somewhere to fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not to fly somewhere different, just to fly at all. Yeah, well, someday we're going to be able to do that. Yeah, but good luck, everyone. And yeah, we really do hope y'all have, you know, have a great time. Yeah, we've got a lot of listeners over there in that area, and they're going to be there. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Have a, have a great time. Get a couple flights in for us. And, uh, you know. I, I, I wish I wish we could be there. You know, what more can we say? My God, it would be fantastic. But we have other things to look forward to. Of course, you guys know uh, right now we are a week away from what uh, you know. In some circles, is considered uh, one of the best shopping days of the year. Are you guys looking oh, forward yes. to it? The biggest. We all know day. Justin. Yeah, not the as big. Not as much day. as some people. In the heli hobby, <laughs> I this, for Justin, this for Justin. day rivals all other days for me. <laughs> oh my god! Holy like, cow! <laughs> well, wow. dude, come on now, Nick. I'm surprised that you don't share that same feeling, given how much of an impulsive bastard you are. <laughs> because this day, this day is made for impulsive people. It's like I completely agree. You know, the 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 retailers try to figure out who can come up with the best way to get people to just randomly throw money at them. They have all sorts of great <laughs> deals. Yeah. I mean Black Friday. And then of course you've got you've got Cyber Monday, right Dan? Yeah. But, What's the purpose of that day? Uh, you know, it's just another I, it, it it's it's just another day. And I think it, here's the thing, right? I did a little research on that. 
Black Friday historically came from people shopping, right, for Christmas after after Thanksgiving. Cyber Monday, I think they kicked off recently, like in 2004 or five or something like that, uh, to persuade people to shop online instead of going to stores. Now, for the heli, for us, you know, our hobby, Black Friday is an online holiday just as much as Cyber Monday, right? Yeah. And the problem with the Cyber Monday thing is, like, everyone's going to buy shit on Black Friday, so there's not going to be anything left on Cyber (laughs) Monday. It's all going to be out of stock. (laughs) I mean, the the stories, uh, do you remember, was it last year? Or the year before when, like, Ready Heli had that major glitch. Oh, dude, that was two and, years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they, yes. people, yeah. dude, they were getting, like, thousands of dollars worth of stuff for, like, 500 bucks. Yep. It was yeah. ridiculous. I, I put an order in. I put an order in, and I think it was, what was it? I can't even remember. It what. was V-Bars, wasn't it? V-Bar was one of them, but there was also stuff with Contronics. I can't remember what I bought, but but you're right, Nick. It was like it was like five or six hundred dollars worth of stuff for two hundred bucks, and it was so <laughs> weird that at at the time, like I I I I knew the guy who was working there. Brian, everyone knows Brian from Ready Heli, so I actually called them up and I was like, "Uh, this is this is this right?" And that's when they told me, yeah, yeah, we made a mistake. It got screwed up. Now, a lot of people made out like bandits on that one. I actually felt bad and decided that I'd let them know that I screwed them or they allowed me to screw them along with everyone else. And I didn't end up getting the good deals. You know, but enough about that. What are we going to buy? Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the history of this, because, look, I just in my experience, the, let me go back a few years, 2009, 2008. I remember my first experience in the hobby when I first got in and, and the first Black Friday. I had no idea. And, and the next day I'm hearing all these stories of these crazy deals, right? And so I, the next year I, I waited up and I, I did the thing. That, I actually got a Compass Knight for $120. And a V bar. Wow! I got a V bar for two hundred and fifteen dollars. Whoa! Hmm. Back then, yeah, that's like, that was a great deal. Wow! But I've noticed a trend, and I just don't. I'm I've been you know huge crazy deals, but I've noticed, and I think it was that same year. Um, you know, it must have been three years ago. Or maybe even four years ago. Oh, the year I actually found out about it, the, that you could get good deals. I was uh, doing the, the RC Freak podcast with Dicey. And mm-hmm. I remember the next day he's talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, they were giving uh, they were giving Rave parts away. Remember the Rave 450? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got enough spare parts for free that he almost was able to build. A Rave 450. <laughs> <What>? Seriously? <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, so, but I've noticed, I noticed, I've noticed that the, like, especially the last two years, uh, very disappointed in, in the deals that I've found. So moving forward to this year, 
I always, every time I, there's always one or two things that I know that I would like to find a deal on, but I just never can. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've kind of decided to stop telling people what that deal is because it's like I'm jinxing myself. <laughs> so in a couple of weeks, you guys will be able to know if I found what I'm looking for. But <laughs> I do have my eye on a couple of things. I am totally excited. I mean, I know exactly what I hope to find a good deal on, but I won't mention that specifically. But what I am going to be looking for are fantastic deals on 700 Nitro parts. I want to stock the oh, shit yeah, yeah. up on those, man. Oh, just like spares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a feeling yeah, I'm going to be needy on this, this spring. Given your situation, yeah. I think that would be a very prudent thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Um, that's that's what I look for. I don't. I, I have found in the last couple of years, if you have something in mind that you hope to find a good deal on, you're probably going to end up disappointed because even if you do find it, there's a high likelihood that they're sold out of it very, very quickly. You got to be quick, yep. man. You got starts. Know. It starts like on the evening of Thanksgiving. Yes. Like the day before, yes. right? Yeah, like nine Midnight. o'clock here. You've got to be... At, the at 9 p.m. Pacific, that's midnight Eastern, and it's like a cascade, like as midnight hits across the country. And it's a frenzy, dude. Yep. Websites a- start dropping left oh, and right. Oh, yeah. like, seriously, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so have you guys ever, I mean, I don't think Nick or, or just, uh, Jesse, you guys, it doesn't sound like you really get into the whole, I, I, I know Justin does, but have you guys ever found any... Any crazy good deals on the Black Friday stuff? Go ahead, Jesse. I'm not. I actually haven't. I'm not a huge. I can't. I can't even remember if I've bought any heli stuff on Black Friday. I usually do more of the Christmas time giveaway stuff. Yeah. Try to enter all that stuff. But as far as just finding, you know, discounts and deals on stuff. Yeah, not not so much. I mean, is there anything that you? need or want around that time because that's the other thing i mean i've had black fridays where it's like eh pick up some parts because they're cheap but i don't have a big ticket item that i'm looking for yeah no well this year i'm I'm gonna be looking i am hoping that progress progressive rc will be having something because i really need to get myself a charging a uh sorry a charge a soldering station one of those deals that holds the bullets for you Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, you know, looking for something. Hope, you know, hopefully they have some sort of site wide thing there. Pick, pick one of those up. But then also, if I f- maybe if I find the right deal on that iCharger forty ten, who knows what could happen? <laughs> could get for crazy like this guy. <laughs> could get it real could, up in here. We'll see. I'll, hey, wait a minute. I'll just hang on to my three hundred sixes for a month. Yeah, a who's going to charge our packs then if yeah. you buy one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just don't do what Nick's, Nick did and uh, sell it before you're ready to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to get through that 30-day period and then yeah, you just sell your hang on to the 306s. There you go. Nick, have you ever found any Black Friday deals? Dude, I don't like it. You don't, you're not into it? I huh? think it's stupid. No. I, I don't do it out of principle. That sounds <laughs> like bitterness to me, dude. Yeah. That sounds like it's, jealousy. That sounds like that you sounds tried like to get envy. a good deal, but you couldn't. No, it's it's because it's just ah, it's so Black Friday to me is like dealing with a shady used car salesman. 
Why? <laughs> like, it's just I like the I love the principle of Black Friday, right? Like midnight, the craziness, the out and about, even in person. I think that's cool. It's something different, right? And that's like that part of it is what makes it cool. But then these crackheads had to go ruin it by creating all of these other lame ass days that, that have no meaning yeah. whatsoever. Like, now now we got what is this? Like White Friday. White, White Friday? Friday. Well yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean that have no meaning? Black Friday didn't have any meaning other than to the consumer anyway. I know, but it But there's some it tradition it, behind it. It's been there for a while. There's some tradition behind it. Absolutely. My I mean my wife's been doing the Black Friday thing ever since we got together for the last seven years. You know, and it's there's you're doing something it's you 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 look forward to it you prep up for it right it's like okay we're gonna stay up and we're getting all this it's a it's a singular event that is entertaining the idea is entertaining and the concept is cool and it that hustle and bustle is fun but then the second that it was like oh well we're actually starting get to our website first because we're gonna start at 11 and then the next guy's like oh yeah well we'll We'll freaking do it at 1030. And then it just, it got started. And now, oh, we can't start it early enough. So now we need to create a whole nother day. It's it's funny <laughs> you say that because, I mean, heli stuff aside, right? Big name stores have been doing that lately. You remember like yeah. the whole thing in the last couple of years where like it used to be where you, you, you know, the doors would open at like, you know, three or four in the morning or whatever, and people would camp out on the sidewalk that night to go and get into Sears or I don't know, those mm -hmm. types of yeah, stores. Yeah. And now they're opening like at 10 or 11 the night before. And I think there was a yeah. big thing like a year or two ago where some employees were like, wait a minute, screw this shit, man. I'm not coming in at, you know, at nine o'clock on Thanksgiving evening. Well, people were getting like trampled and there were punches oh, being yeah. thrown. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, Nuts. see, I that, think it was that damn tickle me Elmo that started the whole <laughs> thing. That, that <laughs> stuff that just bastard. doesn't do it for me. I mean, I, I'm, I have almost zero desire to purchase stuff that is non-heli. <laughs> so for me, my answer is that no, I do not. Um, generally because I, I have, I have really made an effort and you guys have pitched me a lot of crap about being impulsive, buying and selling all the time. <laughs> I have made an effort to try and not be as impulsive. And so for the most part, I plan, I buy kind of what I want after I thought about it for a while. And when I want to, I just buy it. If I need it, I want it. I'm just going to buy it. So that that has kind of changed for me, but the principle of all of this has gotten so dirty and so skewed in the now White Friday and Cyber Monday and Jerk Off Thursday. It's just, it's it's freaking stupid, and so I I want no part in it. <laughs> Nick refuses to participate. Yeah. Wow. Yep. How about that? Well. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Hey, whatever floats your boat, <laughs> that, dude. You know what that means? That, Justin, that just means there's more <laughs> That for, just for means me, more deals for me, dude. Exactly. <laughs> so what, Justin, what are you yeah, what, what are you gunning for? What's the item? I so I've got I've got a pretty big list of things. 
I'm, I'm oh, uh, God. Now, okay, but hold on, hold on. I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I just go off willy-nilly and start throwing money around. That's, that's and then not I need the some point, pink right? shoes to go with my pink purse. Yes, exactly. And a red scarf right. to go a with that red blouse. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> a pair of Jimmy Choo's. The, the, the problem here is, as we already pointed out, everyone else is doing the same thing, right? So you have to have, okay, so this is Justin's Black Friday 101 strategy, okay, if we're oh going to talk God. about this. Oh, jeez. Wow, you you have to have this. multiple items that you're gunning for because the probability that the one item that you want is going to be available when you get to the computer or when the website catches up is low. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you can't just go in with one item. You got you got to go in with a list. So here here's my list. I'm with you, Jesse. It would be really awesome to be able to get a charger. Uh I I'm hesitant to say it's an eye charger given everything that Nick's gone through and what I've mm. read, but you know what? Beggars can't be choosers, and if it's the eye charger, that's got a better a better price on it than the <laughs> Cell Pro. Then so be it. <laughs> Which, uh, by the I'll, way, I'll, for the I'll record, roll the dice. <laughs> I find it. <laughs> I find it really funny that the most analytical person that takes the longest to make a freaking decision is the first one to cave and be impulsive on this for day. a deal. Hey, you know, yeah, for a deal. hold on, you guys know me, I am not impulsive like that any other time. This is this is my one day. Now, but hold on, now, okay, hold on, actually, I'm going to take that back even a step further. How am I being impulsive? It took me the last eight months to figure out what the hell it is I actually want to buy. That's true. Okay, That's so, so the, the Chargers, one thing. I have been poking around with the idea to get a good portion of the parts to upgrade my Goblin 700 to the competition in certain areas, not the full upgrade, obviously. We already talked about that. The tail bits, the head bits, maybe the frames in the canopy, because I do like the way that the canopy looks better than the stock. But the the main one, here's the main one, is an 800-sized heli. Oh, yep. Wow. <laughs> I've I've and got do you ha- I've got one in mind. What? Oh, you do? I do. And and yeah, <laughs> I I, I kind of want to keep people in suspense on this one because I don't know if I'm going to get it. We'll have to see. Hmm. It's one of those ones where you kind of let the impulse do a bit of the decision making for you. Where I've done my research, and I'm at a stalemate with myself, right? And so it's it's kind of like I said with the charger. It's like, well, show me the money. <laughs> if iChargers got a better price, well, that made my decision for me. <laughs> this, is, this is sad. This is awesome. <laughs> I would also like to get some blades and that's not, I mean, that's not really impulsive. That's just taking advantage of good deals, right? You can, you can never have too some many money. blades. Then why didn't Saving you, some why money. didn't you jump on that $80 compass blade deal a few weeks back? Dude, I, you bring I that up again. I feel bad not doing it. I had that to. was a really killer deal. Yeah. 
honestly, the reason why I didn't is because I thought that it would last longer than it did, and I was still being un- indecisive about the other bits that I was supposed to throw into that order. And then not only did I miss the price on the blades, but the bits that I threw into the order went out of stock the next day. <laughs> so I got completely screwed. You got nothing. I had to order from someone completely different to get that. <laughs> I I get excited about Black Friday. Maybe I blow it out of proportion, but... I can tell you that there are a few things that I hope that I can find on sale. There's one thing that I absolutely would like to get, but there are some ancillary stuff as well. I would love to find a fantastic deal on a set of servos. If I find it, I'm getting it. What kind there of, do you, you have servos I in mind? I you know, or, higher end servos, whether they're You're going to let the price yes, tell you. Exactly. <laughs> All um, right, see? So let us speak to you. I am. I don't have a, I'm going to get a bunch of texts at like three o'clock in the oh, morning. Oh, yeah, dude. It's going to get crazy. Just one after the other. Is this good? Is this good? Are these good? Is this oh. good? <laughs> <laughs> no. But you've I, done enough research to oh, know I, sort of like the couple of brands oh, yeah, that yeah. you might want to target, right? Uh, yeah. You're not I, just I'm, going in completely yeah, blind I'm not, here. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go get some HK servos. You know what I mean? They're going to be yeah. high end servos. Uh, if I can find a deal. Secondly, um, a kit, a 700 kit. No idea. Nitro? I, I don't. I, at this point, I don't care. <laughs> I just. Oh. I oh. Just, so you're. If, you're if, I, if I run across. You're just like, like I need a new heli. If He's I run across really a deal. If I run across a good deal on a, on a, on a kit, I'm going to get it. Um, and uh, blades, of course, if that happens, that happens. I'm ready, dude. My PayPal is charged. It's prime. <laughs> yep. Exactly, dude. <laughs> oh man. Wow. And uh, I um, th- I, there's one big item that I really want that I just uh, I has, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it because I there I, I'm not gonna get it first of all because I have a feeling if I want it there's a shit ton of other people out there that want it as well. Oh, and, always. So, but but some servos, some blades. And and I would love to get, to be honest with you, I want to get another nitro frame. Interesting, so like I a non-aligned nitro. So, uh, I want one too. Yeah, that yeah. would be the one thing that if I managed to get sucked into something, it would it would be a ninety size nitro. Oh, aircraft. so you're saying there <laughs> is a possibility? Nick's playing, uh, but it, very small likelihood. Would it, very, would it be very sweet small. to to run across a sweet deal on some YS motors, man? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, but I bet you the only ones that A, they're I mean, they're kinda hard to find, period. And it's B, gonna be a one twenty. Everyone's trying to get it's rid of gonna the one twenty. A whole yeah, pile of one twenties, yeah. Which yeah. I mean, yeah. Dude, Nick, <laughs> hypothetical. All right? Sure. Your sure. You, let's let's say that you could get a hold of like an E seven hundred at a killer deal. Would you do that? Raptured? Yeah. Uh, what I mean, what define killer deal? Five hundred for the airframe. Ooh, that's that teetering point. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's the that's the teeter totter. The magic right there. number. I might even end for, up with yeah. a compass. I truthfully, <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I, my fleet is very fairly stocked with electric seven hundred class helis. That is true. Yeah. I have the you know anywhere from the boutique to the to the tried and true trusty workhorses. So 
I'm okay there. I would probably not impulse buy a 700 electric. Uh, there would be a better chance that I would impulse buy an 800 electric. Aha. See, so you and I are on the same page about that. Competing. Yeah, I, I would really want to have an 800 for this next flying season. Yep. That's where, but, that's nice. where my head is as well. Hmm. I'm, I'm just not like slobbering right now for getting one. It's not a, it's not a big deal to me right now. And I really don't know what, even if I did come across a crazy deal on a 700 class nitro, I don't even know what one I want. That's, that was going to be my next question. Is it just the tried and true 700 N from a line or, you know, it might be. And I, I truthfully wouldn't have a problem finding an old, like V1 fly bar used airframe on the forums. No, a brand new old original V1 because I know what upgrades I'm going to put in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's like I've owned enough I've of been them now that. that I know exactly what it takes to make them work. And I, that I want one, but I just don't know if I want to have to go through all that again. It'd be kind of nice to try something different, but what? I don't know. Hmm. Well, we shall see. We shall see what we all end up with. I know Justin and I are yeah. going to make a haul. We're going to try. <laughs> I I will encourage you to buy copious amounts of crap that you don't need. <laughs> yeah. We'll, you know what, Go Nick? For it. We're going to let you live vicariously through us. Every time something pops up, you're going to get a text. Okay. Or <laughs> only only when you In hit fact, the checkout. In fact, Dan, you know what? Up. You and I should plan on getting online and just like tag teaming this shit. That's a really good idea. Because who knows? I mean, that way you can go to different sites than me, and we can just double check everything. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. that's that's the plan right there. I already told my wife that if my son wakes up after like nine p.m. on Thanksgiving, she's got to take him (laughs) because I'm on the computer. Well, I think we've gone on long enough, guys. My gosh, yeah, (laughs) been a long one. This is a long episode. And that happens occasionally, doesn't it? It's I I, I feel like we got Mojo back. <laughs> yeah, isn't it nice? And uh, you know what? Skype is dead to me. Uh, yeah, enough said. That's all there is to it. I hate it. It's a very special place for Skype. No. It's not appropriate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. I guess on that note, maybe we should get some contact information. Uh, let's see, Nick, if someone wanted to send you an email, how would they do it? Uh, please direct all of your hate mail to nick at rchelionation.com. And Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you? Just send me an email at jesse at rchelionation.com. Justin? You can send me an email at justin at rchelionation.com. I am Dan. You can reach me at Dan K. Reed on the forums. Also, Dan K. Reed at... That's not right. <laughs> Dan at rchelionation.com. How does that sound? Send me an email. That sounds much better. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see, guys. Check out the Facebook page. 2,500. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. That's a lot. Yeah. We have to mention the shirts. Are yeah. you kidding me? Long sleeve, black t-shirts. Together we are the nation. You got a week. Pre-order is going to be done. You're still going to be able to get shirts, but you have a week to let me know what size you need to guarantee a size that'll fit you. And, uh, man, they're going. So get it. 
while you can. Make sure a nice little little RCHN Christmas sure. present under the tree. Yep. <laughs> buy one for buy one for all your family. Everybody. All 30 of them. and let's see uh, you know god it's going to be about that time of the year we might consider doing some hoodies i know we talked about it last week they're fantastic hoodies and a few people have been asking about them so i don't know maybe after the first of the year we'll 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 consider that i might have something up my sleeve Uh uh-oh oh yep that i'm just gonna leave it at that (laughs) Uh, forums as well. I would invite you to check that out. Great place to kind of see what we're up to. Check in with other listeners of RCLA Nation. And, uh, you know, we occasionally stop into the chat box on the front page, on the homepage there. And uh, we say hi and then leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what I do, honestly. <laughs> hey, guys. Because I just then go. the time. <laughs> I actually, with my new phone, I can actually... Check it out at work. I kind of like it. It's nice to be able to keep in touch while I'm at work. But uh, so there we are, guys. This has been episode 113. Man, that's a that's lot a of big episodes. Number, easy. That is a big number. As always, guys, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you next Monday. Happy Black Friday, crackhead. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. Go get those deals. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jens Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.